HavanaDeprived.com is proud to present Top 8 Magic Podcast with Michael J. Flores and Brian David Marshall. Brought to your ears thanks to FaceToFaceGames.com. All right, so you're addicted to Mission Impossible? Yeah, totally addicted. Like the 1966 like TV show. Like I haven't even gotten up to the Peter Graves episodes yet. I'm like still on the Adam Schiff DA from Law and Order episodes. I don't even know what the hell you're talking about. I, I, I vaguely remember watching this when I was a kid and hating it because it was being too slow. Yeah, it's it's super slow. It's like nothing happens, but they they like use music for dramatic effect. Yeah. So some guy's like screwing in a plate on a you know an electrical socket that he's just planted explosives in and. Yeah, there's just dramatic. It's been like music. two minutes. Yeah, 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 yeah. But like uh, in Inglorious Bastards, like the the slow dialing of that telephone yeah, oh uh, by God. Christoph Waltz is like yeah. one of your favorite directed oh, scenes yeah. of all time. So it's highly consistent for yeah. you. What did you watch? Did you watch Breaking Bad last night? Of course. You just want to spoil? No, no, I'm not spoiling. Well, we just spoil the hell out of Breaking Bad if you want. <laughs> Let me tell you but, something. But I mean, so that was that was directed. That episode was directed by Ryan Johnson who's a director of Brick and Looper and Brothers Bloom. Yeah. And, like, you could see, like, this was a guy who makes movies. Like, that episode was done so well. It was so harrowing. I mean, you really Without just, any spoilers. You really just want me to, like, talk about Breaking Bad now. No, I, I don't. Mean, I just want to get this effing podcast over so I can talk about Breaking Bad. Did you watch Sons last week? I did. I mean, like, last, like, Wednesday or whenever, like, no one had watched Sons yet. I just wanted to kill everyone. <laughs> it's like, one to, they're like, don't spoil it! That's every, oh, how many times can I... I almost swore again. Here, don't spoil it. You idiots should should have just watched Sons. Yeah. Well, I mean, like Danny was like, "Oh no, I've got it in queue." <laughs> this was uh, this was actually one of the first times in the history of Breaking Bad that people were actually getting spoiled. Like people were so into this episode and so affected by this episode that it, it was really almost impossible for people to not spoil it online today. I mean, it was like I, I actually think that. Some of the plot points are pretty predictable. I can't talk about this at all. Without <laughs> it. I just... Magic the Gathering, Theros, super loaded podcast this episode, and there's going to be f- four more. Four it's more. Gonna, well, three, more. Three, three more after, three this, more one. after this one. So if you guys uh, like didn't like the white one for the audio problems, because Brian sounds like a... So we've, we've traded in a 10% of ra- 10% <laughs> chance of rain. Oh, yeah, it, it might just start raining. It just raining. might start raining for a 100% chance of me sounding underwater. So, um, God, Breaking Bad. There's only two more episodes. Yeah. And Vince, Vince Gilligan did, like, a spoiler-ish thing last night. He's like, he's like, Walt will get a new set of glasses. <laughs> That's what happens next week. <laughs> God, so, thanks for ruining my ability to talk about Magic the Gathering. Well, I think I can get you back on course. We're going to talk about blue cards. Oh, I like those cards. And here's a card that I know you have historically loved Yeah. in previous uh, <laughs> Anul. Yeah, so Anul is one of my favorite cards of all time. And the reason that I like this card so much is I was playing in... I don't know how much money tournament. I think it was supposed to be a thousand dollar tournament at Neutral Ground. Yeah. And um, it was a thousand dollars or yeah, a thousand dollars or less tournament uh, at Neutral Ground. Like the, I think like the second to last year, maybe the last year that you owned it. And uh, I was playing this deck that nobody really knew about called Miracle Grow, 
I just come back from qualifying for the Pro Tour with The Rock. That was the season I'd never lost any matches, so, sure. I, so I won every extended tournament. I go, I won uh, I won a Grand Prix trial, I went to a Grand Prix, didn't win the Grand Prix, but I played tennis with Mikey P, he won the Grand Prix, I won the PTQ, came back, and I was like, oh, well, this deck that Alan Comer didn't make top eight with that nobody knows about is actually pretty good. And then I just crushed a $1,000 tournament when we got back, and so... At the time, was I was just starting to date my wife, she's like, this Magic the Gathering is, like, really great. Like, it, you seem like you just go to these <laughs> tournaments and just win. It just my, seems like a just, second, it just seems like a second income Like a second source. income. Like, you just have pockets full of money every time you come home. And this was before I even, like, figured out how to, like, sell cases and cases or whatever. But anyway... And there, and uh, I, I don't remember what I wanted to play. Was there even naturalized yet? I don't think it existed yet. I don't know. I mean, certainly... After- no, I don't think it did. Anyway, my deck was blue and green. We, we didn't have the uh, sickest ever deck yet. And Don Lim, Evil Don Lim's like, I think you should play a Null. And I'm like, you know, a Null doesn't stop things after they hit the ground. He's like, just, just play a Null, dude. But I played a null, and I just crushed everyone who I played against. It's a one-mana counterspell. Yeah. And I got to tell you, I didn't read the name of the card. I was just going over the spoiler. I was just reading the descriptions of the card. It's like new art and everything. And I just read this thing, and it, it's templated a little bit differently, right? It says, now it says counter-target artifact or enchantment spell, right? It used to just say counter-target artifact or enchantment. I, wanna say- I, don't re- I don't remember. Well, we're not going to look it up. No, we're looking, looking up things badly enough as it is. Yeah. Uh, uh, just going over also the... Also to willy-nilly. To the, to the Theros spoiler. But I read it. I'm like, counter-target, artifact, or champion spell. I wonder how much this costs because I think I would want to play this. <laughs> and then I was like, oh, you. This sounds like a kind of card I would play. And then I looked at the name. It's a null. I'm like, yeah, duh. Well, this is just the card I like. This is one of my favorite cards of all time. How, how big a player is this card going to be in standard? Oh, I don't know. Are all the... Hot new cards of every color enchantments this time or, around. Or artifacts sometimes. Or both yeah. at the same time. I mean, four of main deck in some main decks. Deck. I mean, I don't know. Depending on how standard, depending on how standard undulates, you could see weeks where you would play four of this main. I could see playing four main. Maybe not. I mean, I I was thinking about. So here, here's a question. Affinity. When I first started making these mono blue decks in standard, we played four main deck. Right. And it was good. But but we're not seeing cards that necessarily decks. I don't. We don't know that we're going to see decks that are like affinity decks. I mean, I had it against mono red deck, four main deck, and imagine, I still won the match. Running these main deck, and then someone's play, But even even if someone's playing in, a, is that lightning? I mean, I literally, I don't <laughs> it's know. like hundred percent chance of underwater versus ten percent chance of rain. Is there like maybe a, a homeless person's cardboard box we could hide under? Probably. Yeah. Probably. But like, can you imagine playing this main deck and then you're playing something against like like a hoplite deck or? You know, someone's just like... Yeah, I can imagine that. Yeah. I've been doing that my entire life. But actually, it'd be fine, because they're going to trap up and try to play an enchantment on their card. (laughs) An aura on their creature anyway, right? Anyway, uh, keep this one. Yeah, you think think big deal. Yeah. Curious. uh, It's going to be interesting to see also that decision of playing cards like this main deck, where you say four of. I feel like this seems to me like a two of. You know, it's one of those cards. I I know you do, but with Scry... Oh, I love hedging all of a sudden. <laughs> We're done. Hedge it up. All right. Hedge them on. <laughs> uh, aqueous form. This card's pretty That's interesting. Lame. For, for a do-nothing Weak aura. name. So aqueous form. It's for, like the liquid in my eyes yeah. or something. So it's you for an aura. Uh, enchanted creature. Enchanted creature can't be blocked. All right. Uh, whenever enchanted creature attacks, scry one. Wow, that's sweet. It is sweet. It is. It is. This so, is the world. It is so do nothing. Worst curiosity. Yeah. But I mean, you can't be blocked now, right? Right. So I mean, how, how far in an extreme do you put this on? Like some sort of insane hexproof guy? 
<laughs> so I you mean, just get through and you st- you keep winning. Can you imagine getting this on a Geistesaint draft? I mean, the only way you could kill Geistesaint draft is blocking. So. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm down. Sure. I mean, in the words of Luis Scott Vargas, I believe when Gibson of Orzova came out, I'm like, oh, this is actually a pretty good card. That wasn't Luis's opinion. Yeah. Luis's opinion was, there is no aura too bad that you can't stick it onto a guy's of draft. He was just like, was like, like spitting on this card. I was like, oh, Gibson of Orzova, this seems like a pretty good card. Like, and then, of course, you know, they have like the sweeter Gift of Orzova comes out like 15 minutes yeah, later. Yeah. But literally the next set. But, you know, I don't know. I, You're I, not going to keep this, are you? I, 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 I played Curiosity this year. I put a Curiosity on Fencing Ace. Yeah, Although I mean, that's way better than this. Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, it's interesting, but I, I think it's... Delete. It's a delete. Delete, okay. delete. Okay, Artisan Informs. We talked about this one already. Uh, so this is 1U for 1-1. Whenever you cast a spell that targets artisan, you may have it become a copy of target creature and sort of maintain this ability. I mean, soft, flaccid keep. <laughs> it's like a lot of similarities to Phantasmal Image. Except that you want to target this. Yeah, instead of never targeting it. And I don't know. Soft, f- flaccid keep. I mean, it lets you... It, it has to be a spell, right? If Heroic yeah. can't be effects. I guess it would no, be bust if it was yeah, effects. if it was effects, it would be insane. Like, you could just Shuko guys in Modern or something. Yeah, yeah. Benthic Giant, uh, this is Hexproof, so possibly a card that could wear the Aqueous form. Uh, possibly. Uh, I mean, you know that you just, like, described John Finkel's next limited deck. You know, like, <laughs> like, well, I always take blue cards because they're the funnest. Benthic Giant, mm, all right. Plus six mana for a four five. Uh, this proof. is this is an expensive card in a color. Yeah. I'll play it. <laughs> This is That's like, John Finkel's bar, right? Is this an expensive card in a color? This this card is a vanilla ice cream cone inside a bulletproof glass case. <laughs> it has no ability other than hexproof. It's actually the Pope Mobile. Yeah. <laughs> so it's a six mana, four or five hexproof. Yeah, I mean, John Finkel will summon it in, in limited. Sure. Agreed. Uh, people will certainly summon it in limited. And he will summon it with <laughs> obvious form on top. It's like build your own sea monster. <laughs> Biden of Thrasso, we talked about a so few we're, weeks ago. We're oh, deleting we're the Benthic Giant. Point. Yeah, no, we're keeping it. Yeah, yeah. A four mana four five is unplayable, uh, but a six mana four Hex, five. Okay. Has just the name of a deck. Yeah. Like you have to at least nod at it. All their cards cost three. Yeah, okay, I, that's I, the I rule. Know, <laughs> you need to glue two of those cards together to get a Benthic Giant. So Biden of Thrasso, uh, two UU for legendary enchantment artifact. So there, you can double and all this. You can, it just only requires one and all to stop, yeah, Brian. Yeah, yeah. Uh, whenever a creature you control deals combat damage to a player, you may draw a card. So it's a coastal piracy. Yeah, so yesterday we saw the, the legendary weapon enchantment of Heliod, which was essentially a glorious anthem. This is essentially coastal a coastal piracy. piracy. Yeah. But wait, there's more. And then it has one U tap. Creatures your opponents control must attack this turn. So it's also a siren's call on a yeah. stick. This is really interesting. So you could just... This is a bloodbath waiting to happen, I think, is, is what we call these cards. Yeah, although I've taken... I've spent four mana to play this. Yeah? I've spent two more mana to activate it. No, no. I've spent four mana to, And I swing with all my flyers. I oh, mean, okay. Like, okay. Who do you think you are talking to? Ground creatures. What, but but what am I... What You know, is, is that second ability ever going to be relevant? Yeah, I'm sure. Yeah. And limited. In limited. Be sweet and limited. Like, imagine you're like big blue green, and you're like, you got one big guy back, you got a second big guy who's got, I don't know, 
that like aqueous vi- form <laughs> swinging in, and then Biden to toss is making their their guys attack into your other big guy. Okay. Can you not imagine this board being assembled by any number of professional Magic the Gathering sure. players? I, I I can just easily imagine. Not only a limited, but a constructed deck played by Guillaume Afotapa with this strategy this, built is this, in. Is this a week one standard card? No. I don't think... Is it a week ten standard card? Uh, I, I think that this is probably... Uh, do we have blue weenies we can play? Do we Have we seen them? Uh, we're, we're looking. Cloud sprites would, would get along well with this. Yeah. Uh, you know, snap fairies and... If you have, like, a lot of cheap flyers of this... Right. Are we deleting it? We're we actually deleting this card. I'm down. I mean, I I'll play it in Commander. It's too sweet, but I think yeah, I think I think you're right. I don't know what standard it is in. Maybe yeah. blue, like, a blue green deck would even want this, right? Like they could just cast like no, a like, time speaker. Like the the, the the yeah, the problem is just that when you right when you play this, it's it's so you have to get through. The, abil- the secondary ability seems pretty you know, narrow. You know what, Ed, actually, maybe it's a good sideboard card. Like, you know, you're in these, like, green-on-green standoffs, maybe, and you just make their guys attack into your guys. You just eat them. Or bounce some, or do whatever, or take it. I mean, I don't know. Like, taking it and then swinging back and fitting them six times <laughs> seems pretty good. I mean, you could eat some of their guys in combat. So I, actually, so this you're, might you're be a talk- sweet sideboard you're card. You're talking yourself into playing this card? I mean, when was the last time I summoned a green creature? I don't, I, I don't know. I don't know yesterday. when I ninth placed an open this summer. <laughs> yeah. Also, just interesting about this card, Biden, which I think we all learned a new yeah. word. Never really considered there being anything other and than then a, a trident. trident. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, so it was very, like, speculative keep. I mean, I'd be happy with the deletion, but sure. You want to say, want to say keep. What was that? That girl was like a combo, some sort of combo deck. <laughs> No, seriously, dissect that. You saying she had tendrils of agony? No, like, she had, like, white, giant headphones, but, like, she was, like, super well-dressed. I don't know. I missed it. it was, she was, like, a combo deck, dude. She was, like, a, not a combo deck, like, a hybrid deck. Like, like she was, like, um, both, like, a scape shift deck and, like, <laughs> like a ramp deck. Or... Sure, like, when Jerry combined... Uh, yeah, yeah, she's, like, a dark, dark depth. depth. She was, like, I think she was, like... She was actually the vampire hex mage from Jerry's deck, like wearing the Thopter Foundry on her head. Nice, yeah. nice. Um, breaching Hippocamp. I, I can just tell from the kip- picture. I don't even have to read this card. This, so this card just, sticks. You can just judge this artwork <laughs> and go, "This is not a playable <laughs> card." <laughs> no way that they possibly put this uh, art on a playable card. Right, we're not going to talk about it we anymore. To... We're just going to delete it without even reading it. All right, let's breaching... just humor the, humor the Canadians, okay? <laughs> So three U. So it better be a factor fiction. <laughs> three, three U. Three. It has flash. Oh, so good. It's a three-two creature, uh, and then it's a horsefish. Yeah. A horsefish. <laughs> a horsefish. <laughs> There's no way this is playable. It's a horsefish with that picture. <laughs> and then when breaching hippocamp enters the battlefield, untap another target creature you control. Yeah. Wow. A, an unplayable card. <laughs> yeah. It seems pretty. <laughs> unplayable is the word you're looking for. Yeah. So <laughs> yes. Uh, Coastline Chimera. I mean, this. I could look at this picture, and I'm I'm pretty queasy on this one too. <laughs> also, it's like, also three and a U. It's like a really badly drawn lion with like a real like a, a. Is that supposed to be a goat head? It's a chimera sticking out of its shoulder, and then like random wings. Is that supposed to be a snake tail? It's like a goat head. 
and a lion head. I mean, TF, you could just look at this picture and know that it's not a playable card. It's a 1-5 flyer. Okay. For four. And for white and one, it For white. Wait, so first of all, it's factor fiction mana again. Yeah. For flying, 1-5. Does it draw five cards when it comes into play? No. No, it can block, for an additional two mana, it can block an additional creature. Important to note that for each additional two mana, one of which has to be white, it can block an additional creature. Go figure an unplayable card with that. Delete. Friends at home, or in Canada, you can look at the picture of a card, and sometimes you should be like, there's no way this is playable. This is not for me. <laughs> this is not for you, okay. Um, uh, crackling Triton. Okay, this, okay, based on this picture, this might be playable. Greg Staples drew it. All right, let's continue. Okay, so it's to you. To you. For a merfolk wizard with two, three stats. So it's already better than our mascot, the Herlude Minotaur. Yeah, or because it costs one less specific color yeah. mana. Okay. And it's blue. I mean, yeah, blue yeah. is just better. And then it has an ability to red... Sacrifice Crackling Triton deals two damage to target creature or player. That's actually kind of a sweet ability. This is like probably a pretty good limited card. Yeah, it's called, yeah, it's and blue card red. Yeah, I mean, I I don't know. Like maybe in in a standard, like if you're playing a, a deck that could summon both blue and red mana, you could sideboard this card against rush decks, right? It's like it beats up against two twos, right? As opposed right? to Frostborn Weird. Uh, well, this has a sweet ability, though. Sure. I guess Frostborn Weird isn't... <laughs> All right. Which is also way better with Devotion. With Devotion, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, this, this would actually be better to me if it cost you, you, you. Yeah. <laughs> in, in the in the immortal words of Gabriel Byrne and the usual suspects, tell her, tell her I tried. <laughs> Curse of the Swine, we've, next! We've I don't even want to say... Stupid pigs. All right. Dissolve. Dissolve. So this is, like, First the upgraded camp. You look at the picture be like... This is a sweet card. <laughs> Good hell. Because, like, Sailor Moon's on it. <laughs> True or false, that's Sailor Moon. Uh, no, it's a little more, uh... It's, like, more of, like, a... Different, different school. It's not, it's not the Catholic school, girl. Sailor but it's, like, Moon it's, thing. like... It's, like, if Sailor Moon was in Greek myths, <laughs> this sure, would be her picture. Sure, All right, so it's one UU, cancel mana. I just cancel with Scry Counter-target spell with Scry 1. Uh, four of in my deck at States. Hey, hey, For stop sure. Sign. For sure. Stop four of in my deck. You're going to get a witness a little uh, New York civility here. <laughs> All right. Four of in my deck are in. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Yes? Yeah. Yeah, like, maybe, certainly. like, two of main. <laughs> I, certainly a, a, a keep, right? I mean, Cancel, we've made fun of... How many years have we made fun of Cancel? I mean, we've actually played it sometimes, despite sure. making fun of it. Yeah, no, that's, that's my point. I played a lot of Dissipates the last two years. Yeah. I mean, this is basically just way better than Dissipate a lot of the time. I mean, it, we, seems, it seems like, especially, like, like in that kind of late game, kind of, like, you're both sort of just, like, in a clinch in the middle of the ring, just kind of, like, putting... Weak, half-hearted punches into each other's midsection. So tired. Yeah, yeah you just hide. like resolving this spell seems like backbreaking. Like I look at this spell w- weirdly. Um, that was Sailor Moon, though. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, it was actually literally Sailor Moon. She was like, she's like, by the power of the moon, <laughs> transforming into a Japanese schoolgirl superhero and was blonde. Anyway, um, if you look at all like the blue-red white decks that play both Dissipate and Counterflux, like. I think this card's just probably better than Counterflux a lot of the time. Can you like, imagine how good it feels to push a land with this? I can imagine it, yeah. For sure. 
I mean, I could really imagine like I, I feel like I feel like Scry is going to be like just profoundly change the way people play a game of constructed. Like, yeah, they're like, all going to play the way I want to play. I feel like I, I honestly, I feel like the standard GPS. Like the top eights are just going to be geniuses against geniuses. Just the best, yeah, just like, the, like I feel like they're just going to be the best players. I mean, like buffoons either have to get really lucky with rednecks or they're done. Like it's like it's just nothing but geniuses. I think. Like, can you imagine you like? Okay, you have a four turn window to kill this genius, right? I played a land, made a decision. Yeah. <laughs> turn one, play a land, make a decision. Because if you don't, he's going to outdraw you the rest of the game. Yeah. Like, and just like Reed Duke is literally never going to come in second again. <laughs> Like, really a pathetic second place. Never again, says Reed Duke. <laughs> I don't even need blue to win anymore. But I'll, I'll take it if you're going to give it <laughs> yeah. to me. Yeah. I mean, super snap keep. For, yeah. for, I, I would I would safely predict at this point that I will play four in states. Okay. Maybe not all main. Okay. Uh, Fate Foretold. Ooh, I like that casting cost. Again, nice art. I think it's the same character. Um, so who drew it? Who drew the last one? Dan Scott. Dan Scott and Wesley Bart or something. All right. Yeah. So Fate Foretold, I like the casting cost. One and a U for an enchantment aura. Okay. Enchant creature. When Fate Foretold enters the battlefield, draw a card. I like when, it. When enchanted creature dies, its controller draws a card. What's well, a controller draws a card? Well, I'll be honest with you. I'm not sure where we would play this. Perhaps on our... Crackling Triton, Brian. So you're like, Crackling Triton. Oh. They foretold the Crackling Triton. Draw a card. I, I love this card. Second shoot. Draw a card. I love this card, but I'm not going to play it. Nine, play. 99 million percent sure Patrick Chapin draw, drafts nothing but the Fate Foretold oh, Crackling no. Triton I, deck and limited every I can, time. I could see myself first picking this limited. <laughs> not good enough to first pick, but I can see myself doing I'm, it. I'm just saying Patrick. Yeah. <laughs> His, like, every 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 Grand Prix would be like, Patrick, what did you draft? Crackling Triton Fate Foretold deck, obviously. So no no scenario where this is constructed playable? I mean, I can't think of one, but we're not done looking at all the sweet cards yet. Okay. say four of, it is the sweetness, Andrew Cuneo. Or it just seems ridiculous. It's like one U, counter target, blue spell, instant. I mean, obviously, it's like one of the best cards. Blue is the best. Do you this just, counters blue. Do you just start with some number of these main? I don't think you would on week one. Yeah. I, I mean, I think it really depends. Do you, like, do you, do you see them get, getting to a point where they're main deck? I think that, let's say, three months from now, big standard GP near the end of the year. You know, platinum level pro going into a GP, three buys. It's got like two main deck. <laughs> like, like, what are the chances? Mm, I like my chances, you and can, I can scry them away. Yeah, Gabriel Nassif won. Yeah, one game say always happens. <laughs> uh, Griptide four mana, so keep on game. Obviously side. keep. Griptide three and a U. I like that casting cost. Put target creature on top of its owner's library. I don't like the effect <laughs> for four. Right. So we've yeah. you know we've had time ab at sorcery speed for three. Yeah. No one's playing yeah, that. Unplayable. Standard. Unplayable. Even though it deals with indestructible gods. Or... And it's surprisingly good picture for an unplayable. <laughs> Next. Delete. Okay. Horizon Scholar. Ooh. Six mana for a 4 4 flyer. When it enters the battlefield, scry two. Oh, no. <laughs> limited All Star. Limited. Limited. Uh, this card's probably pretty. First awesome. pick, I would. I would. I would take this first pick, I think. Sure. Would you? I, yeah, I could see it. Yeah. I'd take big blue creatures first yeah. pick a lot of the time. Oh, flyers and scratch, scratch too. 
I mean, for sure I'm taking the cancel that scries over this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've never met a cancel I didn't like. I've played as many as ten cancels in a deck. That's not true. <laughs> but I've never cut so, a cancel. Delete, delete Horizon Scholar. For, yeah, construct. Uh, Lost in a Labyrinth. Ooh, is this awesome? About. Oh, this is like, you should play this in your pre-release deck. Yeah. So, pre-release this weekend, if you draw Lost in the Labyrinth in your, in your opening pile, put it in your deck. Yeah, I think, I think all the combat trick card. I mean, obviously, just all the combat tricks that Scry are going to be fantastic. So, it's you for an instant. Target creature gains uh, minus three, minus zero. So, it doesn't kill anybody, but it makes them little on the front. Scry won. So, awesome in a fight, but Blue's not really good at fighting and constructed. So, right. going to probably Blue, get deleted. Blue does, yeah, Blue doesn't get giant growth. So it gets yeah. sort of the opposite of giant growth. It usually gets, like, all these creatures get minus four. Or... Yeah, but, like, you know, you're in the situation where, like, your opponent's got, like, a... You know, a 5-4 green guy, you've got like a 4-4, four, four. you're like, boss in a labyrinth, block with your guy, scry, beat him I, up. So the thing I think about this card for, for the pre-release, is I also just see, like, you have a heroic guy on the battlefield, yeah. and you're just like, end of your turn, I'm just going to scry one, I'm going to make my guy smaller for, you know, at the end of your turn, I'm going to put a counter on it, or I'm going to put another creature into play, or do whatever. Like, I can see you just cycling, not, not yeah, cycling yeah, I, it, I, but, but you're using like, it, using non-cycling it for, for value. Yeah. Using it for a card-like effect of heroic. Down. Some of the some of the heroic cards, like what you get from them, is pretty is, heroic. Is worth a card. Yeah. Like if you get a plus one plus one counter, or if you get a, a one one creature. I, I rated a, a Jitte counter as about a card. Yeah. That, that's and most people are like oh, I think it's a little aggressive. Are you sure it's aggressive? So this is this is a delete. It's a likely delete and construct. And yeah. I, I mean I'm sure that some. No, I'm not sure of anything. Yeah. No. Uh, Master of Waves, one of the best cards I in blue. Love, I love this card. I mean, we talked about it. We talked about a DI. You can peel back a podcast or two. Yeah. Uh, it was revealed by Gavin? Gavin, yeah. Gavin Fro- on Daily MTG. Fro- Frostborn Weird into Night Vale Spectre into this Even- is, is just like putting 12... 14 points of power even, to play on turn four. Even just by himself, okay? Right. He produces an additional body, right? So he yeah. produces a, an additional 2-1 body. So he's basically 4-2 four, for 4, one of those bodies being protected from red with some additional upside down the right. line. Also, also worth pointing out elemental creatures. Yeah. Like, uh, I believe that the tokens from Young Pyromancer oh. are elemental tokens. How novel. So there's lots of stuff you can do there. So this is a strong keep. I think this might be... It's one of the best cards. I, I think it might be one of the top blue card for me at this point. Uh, I like the cancel that scries right now. <laughs> Actually, I like an all of the best. Sure. Um, Miletus Charlatan. That's me, the Miletus Charlatan. Yeah. Uh, to you. Uh, this is a Hikuman Wizard, which costs with 2-3, so same stats as the Triton guy. I mean, you see the beard? It's, it's really me. Yeah. Um, so for 2-U top... The controller of target instant or sorcery spell copies it. That player may choose new targets for the card. This is not me at all. This takes a lot of thinking. And so this is, this is a commander card. Yeah. And not a standard. You don't think it's the kind of card that, like, Neil Reeves will side this in in, like, a blue-on-blue mirror match? The other guys know Are you still, tra- you're still traumatized about yeah. Josh losing yeah, yeah, yeah. And Matt's in the top eight? What was that? Like, Uyo? I don't even know the name. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to throw <laughs> my iPhone now. Yeah. He's like, oh, you, you can't lose. Oh, wait. You can't win. Just next epic yeah. card. Let's get out of it. <laughs> I can't believe you just stumbled <laughs> it up just to ruin my day. So Brian's next card was literally another Miletus Charlatan. <laughs> First one was a fake. This one's real. It was actually just a, an actual Charlatan dagger to the yeah. to the to the neck. Uh, mnemonic wall. Uh, I don't like this casting cost. Yeah, I mean this is a reprint. Four, four, four and a U for an yeah. O four defender. 
uh, when it enters the battlefield, you may return target instant sorcery card from your graveyard to your hand. So this is essentially just Archaeomancer, except instead of being a 1-2 creature that can occasionally, you know, tussle, there. it's an 0-4 defender. Archaeomancer not making the cra- making the grade in any constructed formats. No. Yeah, so delete Mnemonic Wall. Ooh, Nimbus Nyad, though. So Nimbus Nyad's a bestow card. So it's an enchantment creature nymph for, again, 2-U. There's a lot of two use. Yeah, it's, it's a pretty common casting cost. To remember that when you're playing Mental Magic. Ooh. Uh, so it's a two-two. All these things will become thirst for knowledge. With flying. And or compulsive research. Uh, it's a two-two with flying and enchanted. Enchanted creature gets plus you plus two and has flying. So and it bestows for five. Yeah. I'm not. It's got a goofy border though. I am not. I'm not a buyer. Sorry. Delete. Omen speaker. There's a card we've talked about already. Uh, sort of replacing the Augur of Bolas. Yeah. 1-3 uh, for 1-U. Same cast and cost. Human Wizard, I believe, even the same creature types. No. Merfolk Wizard. On oh, it's Merfolk Bullets, Wizard? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Uh, so there's a Human Wizard, so this is better. Racist. Yeah. Um, and then when Omen Speaker enters the battlefield, it's Scry 2. Keep. Yeah. Ordeal of Thrust. I've not seen this one before. So we talked about the Ordeal <laughs> yesterday. We talked about the White Ordeal. Yeah. We talked about... Uh, the Ordeal of Heliod. This is the Ordeal of Thassa. One U for an enchantment. I keep saying Thassa. It's Thassa. Thassa. So, yeah. Ordeal of Thassa. So it's one U for an enchant creature. Whenever enchanted creature attacks, put a plus one, plus one counter on it. Then if it has three or more counters on it, sacrifice Ordeal of Thassa. When you sacrifice Ordeal of Thassa, draw two cards. Officially my favorite ordeal. <laughs> well, again, now think about what we were talking about yesterday. Don't need to actually sacrifice it this way. You don't need to sacrifice it this way, but also think about putting this on a heroic creature. Yeah. So turn one. Play my my hoplite. Mm-hmm. Turn two, target my hoplite with this. Get a counter. So it now has two counters on it so, when it attacks. Right now it has two counters when it attacks, and then the next time I attack or the next time if I had another way to target it, I could just draw I'd, two I'd have cards. all those counters and I draw two cards. I mean, super soft keep on this one because I'm not sure how how attacky blue is going to be, but I like it. What do you think? Yeah. Oh, but you actually, I guess you have to, you have to attack with it to draw the card. Like, for the sacrifice of the card ability to trigger? No. Whenever enchanted creature attacks, put a plus one, plus one counter on it. Then, oh, then if it has three or more counters, sacrifice. But it doesn't. So, so you can't, it wouldn't just sacrifice by, like, in other words, you couldn't play this on a Prime Speaker Zagana. Yeah. And then just sacrifice it. You would have to attack with the Prime Speaker of Zagana, and then it would sacrifice. Oh, okay, yes, because I agree. It had three more yeah, okay, counters. got it. I agree. Um, but you could sacrifice it some other way if you had some other way to sacrifice a permanent. But now you, that you've mentioned Prime Speaker of Zagana, it's it's less soft of a keep. What you like it more? I now? like it more. Yeah. Yeah, I, I actually think this card could be like two mana for two cards. Master Biomancer. Yeah. Yeah. Two mana for two cards. Biomancer. Really good. Yeah. And again, if there's a blue-white heroic deck... No, it's like medium... It's like literally like kind of medium-fast. Like if you like go Biomancer, your guy has counters anyway. You just like stick it on an attack but again, immediately. But again, with a heroic guy... Yeah. Like you could also... And also, also if, you, if there's a Simic deck in general... Yeah. Like you That's just, what I just yeah, said. I'm a Grime Speaker Zagana. Right, so medium keep. <clears throat> medium keep. It's not like an obvious keep. Like right. If they put this in red, it would be unbelievable, right? Yeah. Oh, my God. Uh, Prussian Chimera... Uh, 3UU for a flying 3-4, uh, which yeah. is actually... It looks like an owl, though. 
It's a chimera. It's like it's assembled from all sorts of different animals. All right. Uh, flying whenever you cast an instant or sorcery spell, scry one. Like, I want to like this card I want more. this card to be good. It's, like, too small. Like, if it was, like, if this was, if this cost, like, if this was a 2-3 flyer for 3, would it be, would it be playable? I mean... Which, by the way, should tell you that we're deleting this, because we're mean, not even answering that immediately. I mean, this needs to be a 5 <laughs> To be honest, like, yeah, it, it needs to be like at least a four or five, I think, right? Which is a full power and toughness greater than it is to be quite good. Yeah, I mean, I want it to be good. It's too small. Right, three drops take this down in a fight. Now yeah. that's the like you really just don't want to like be in a spot where you're like your opponent's attack and you're like, all right, attack is, blood rush. This feels like a backbreaking common in, in limited. Oh, I'm taking this first pick. Yeah, right? yeah, I, would, I take this over your six drop. Yeah, I mean, I took your cancel over both. Actually, no, I would take this over the cancel for sure, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah. Then I would take the cancel. I would scry so many times. <laughs> oh, boy. You'd be like, bout your guy. Scry twice. I think I might actually start drafting again. This seems like a really... It seems like a fun set. And by fun, you mean the kind of cards I like to play. Scry, I mean, scrying. I mean, what kind of freaking dagger John Finkel sends out today? He's like, oh, who needs? who wants a cube tonight? I'm like... Who does that? Who, like, asks who wants to cube tonight at 6, and then we were going to, like, podcast tonight? Yeah. What am I supposed to do? Should I be like, can you just give me, like, way more lead time about... Well, maybe you sent play- it out this morning, to be fair. I know, but I, we were going to yeah, podcast I know, I know. tonight. <laughs> I really want a cube now. Yeah. Oh, right. prognostic sphinx? I like this Here's a card one. now that we're getting a little yeah. more into your wheelhouse of uh, what, what you're going to like. Five mana, three UU, first sphinx. It's a rare. It's a three-five flyer. So, a little bit bigger than prescience, right? Right. And in fact, you just talked about that idea of wanting that yeah. five toughness, so it avoids um, like a Mizium mortars, or like a yeah, I would actually, or like a smiter. Like you don't want your five drop getting beaten up by their three drop. Sure. You know, like that's. So, what's interesting here is you can discard a card, and prognostic swings against hexproof until end of turn. So basically, any card in your hand becomes a free counter spell. Yeah. Or something save that would target this. But you tap it. But not Blood Rush, right? Right. And then... Um, but he's blocking or he's attacked already. It's fine. Yeah. And then whenever Prognostic Sphinx attacks, scry Destroy three. your opponent. <laughs> I can't scry even imagine three. this. And it's only five? Yeah. I mean, this card is insane. Is this constructed playable? Yes. Yes, for sure. I mean... Like, the typical 5-drop blue creature I play is 2-4 and can be killed. <laughs> this is 3-5 and cannot be killed. What 2-4 are you playing? Clouded Mirror of Victory. Oh, sure. I play that every time they let me. I think this is constructed quality. Okay. I might play 4. It's not legendary, right? No, it's not. That's interesting, too. It's not legendary. I mean, let me tell you about my, my curve these days. Is there a 1-drop counter sp- uh, card drawing spell? Uh, I mean, there's some. there's got to be something. Okay, annul whatever you did on first turn. I don't know what they tried to do on first turn, but I annulled it. Bounce your guy, scry, counterspell, scry, steam, steam augury, this guy. Play. Yeah. Uh, yeah. This is perfect for me. You can tap out and your guy doesn't die. Yeah. And then he's also a pretty good guy to get an ordeal of Thassa onto. I probably would not play them in the same deck. <laughs> but the, uh, for, I mean, I do you see how I steam auguried there? Yeah. <laughs> he just snuck that one in? Yeah. Yeah, this card's awesome. Uh, curious. I'm curious if people are gonna. I like the like, art too. Yeah, the art's really, really nice and trippy and weird. Um, do you think that this is a card that someone's gonna play at the Pro Tour? 
in standard, Dublin? In Dublin, standard yeah, Pro Tour. For sure. You think this is a card that people... I know play? people who would like to play this card. Okay. I don't know if they would play it. I know people who like to play this kind of like, card. Can, can this card hold up against, like, well, I guess... Aetherling? Yeah. Look, the bar is... so The bar is Aetherling on, on one hand, and it's also, like, 2-1... You know, like uh, Soldier of the Pantheon. So I played a lot of these kind of matches over the summer when I started playing, like, blue-white decks a lot. So, like, I was at the camp where you play Aetherling against other control decks. And other people were at the camp where you side in Thunder Mile Hulk against other control decks. In my opinion, it's, like, pretty flawed, right? Like, they're like, oh, I'm going to not concede to you because I have Thunder Mile Hulk And I'm just like, all right, how many times do I need to cast these Azorius Charms that you know are in my deck, you right. know? Before they get... that's kind of interesting that this is yeah like this is invulnerable ish to Azorius Charm and to bounce and to like to like all those Mizium mortars like it's like but cards also, that people even, play even more so than like Mizium mortars like just all the tempo cards that people play like the idea of like putting this on top of your library after it attacks it attacked it scribed for three it put like some in, it literally put either the land I wanted because I wanted to make a drop next turn or whatever insane actually I just rearranged my cards right right like. It's just absurd, this okay. ability. All right. So you're saying I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do deck tech in Dublin, and I'm going to talk to someone who's playing this card. I'm not saying people are smart enough to play it. <laughs> I think I'm going to play it. Okay. I think you might be able to play mono blue, but I'm, I might be wrong about that. It, feel, it feels a little bit like it's, it's, it's out there somewhere. I, gotta, I mean, I'm I for sure playing Steam Augury, so probably yeah. not. Right. Again, there's just this great foundation of cards. You know, the... The, the Simic cards, the Isic cards, all the cards that want you to play, like... Is Gilded Lotus rotating? Yes, right? Gilded Lotus was in... M13, is that yeah. right? Yeah. So. Oh, well. All right, Sea God's Revenge, six mana for a sorcery, uncommon, return up to three target creatures your opponent's control to their owner's hands, scry one. Wow, it targets and it costs six? <laughs> yeah, Next? That's exactly what I was thinking. <laughs> Wow! How many checkboxes can we have? You don't need even one more straight on the short bus, off the cliff, into the deleting bin. Sea God's Revenge. Uh, sea Lock Monster. We talked about this we one talked about already. Pretty cool, but not a... Sweet, but not good. Yeah, sweet, but not good. Not a card people Delete are going to play. Uh, Shipbreaker Kraken. Talked about this one as well. Is this one... It's the same card as the well, previous it one. Is, it is, but it isn't. It's like, rare. It's it's also like the idea that, like it's monstrosity cost eight. It's monstrosity cost eight. Oh, so let's okay. tripbreaker kraken for six, UU for yeah. six six. So six so for six six. Yeah. Stats. But monstrosity six UU monstrosity four. So it becomes a ten ten. The additional investment of eight mana. When Shipbreaker Kraken becomes monstrous, tap up to four target creatures. Those creatures don't untap during their controllers' untap steps for as long as you control Shipbreaker Kraken. I mean, it's a long-term lockdown card. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's powerful. So, just Commander. I mean, compare it to an Angel of Serenity, Serenity which yeah. is not rotating. Or, or a Colossal Whale, which people still already have access to that they're not playing. Yeah, I I, I don't know. I don't think that I'll yeah, probably right. play this. Yeah, all right. We'll delete Especially, like, if you tried to do that to my awesome Sphinx, I would just discard a oh. card. Oh, this card's got a good name. Stymied Hopes. Stymied Hopes. That's what we just did to the Shipbreaker Kraken. He's like, am I going to get in there? I like this type, and I like this casting cost. Stymied Hopes is an instant 1U. Counter-target spell unless its controller pays 1. So it's a 2-mana 4 spike. Scry 1. Scry 1. This is literally my favorite card of all time. <laughs> Are you kidding me? I probably wouldn't play it. Really? 
I mean, I only medium like the card for Spike, and this is a full extra mana for a Scry. One mo if it's a draw card, yeah, this card's like really good, right? It's way above average. But at Scry 1 for this right. ability, I need to be like on the play against an aggro deck for this card to be so, good. So, is this a delete? I'd probably find a home for some copies. Like, you know, this kind of card that, like, maybe if you played one or two, you could keep catching people off guard with it. Or you could side it in, side it out. Yeah, I mean, it's not. Like, a, the th showing someone it, showing it to someone, like, the threat of it is certainly powerful. This is both not a delete and not a card that I'm writing home about. Okay. You agree, right? Yeah. I so it's a, it's a, it's like not just a soft keep. It's like a hard narrow keep. Very hard, very narrow. <laughs> Girls don't like that kind, maybe. Uh, Swan Song. So cool name. Cool name. Cool art. Um, you for an instant counter target enchantment, instant or sorcery spell. So this is like a null. It's like a null, but better. It also hits it's a null or an envelope. It doesn't hit artifacts. Oh, oh okay. So it hits enchantments. But enchantments, enchantments and artifacts are the same now. Yeah, enchantments, instants, or sorceries. Okay. Uh, its controller puts a 2-2 two -two blue bird creature token with flying onto the battlefield. Yeah, no thanks. It'd be pretty awesome if you were playing Oath of Druids. Uh, I guess. I guess there's spots for it. It doesn't seem like the kind of card I would want to play in standard particularly soon. Right. Um, right. I mean, I guess, where do you want to rate... This is the way I look at cards like this. Like, you'd just rather play a null, right? Let's say there's, like, a must-counter enchantment, right? Yeah. I mean, actually, what's, like, a must... Is it instant? I guess you would trade this for a, a Sphinx Revelation every single time, right? Yeah. Your opponent's like, Sphinx Revelation, you're like, yeah, all right, or, or, get or, a bird. Or planar cleansing. They're like, planar cleansing. You're like, okay, bird. have a bird. I can see this. I think it's a keep. Yeah, I hate the fact that this, this is a keep, I think. And it's, yeah. like, the idiotiest Shay keep. Yeah. I mean, I, I don't know. I guess, I, I I think back in like 95 or something, 97, something like that, I wrote like this diatribe on how bad of a card Afterlife was. And then like three years later, I just did nothing but make top eights by afterlifing people's Ramosian sergeants and like Maget sure. of the Lions. Because like all that mattered was stopping their like key right. creature. Right. And so like, oh, you have a random one when I'll eventually wrath it, right. you know? Yeah, I mean, it just <laughs> comes down to like key, key spells and... Yeah, I guess this is way better than an Afterlife. <laughs> and again, it turns on our voyage's end. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you can do it to yourself, right? Like, say you're like, I don't know. No, that would be freaking terrible. If somebody could counter your thing, you wouldn't counter in response. You would just counter their instant with a, Oh, this is just a one mana counter spell? Yeah. Oh, yeah, this is like way better. I can't, I hate it so much. I, <laughs> I like how you've talked yourself into it. I can't even finish it. the sentence, though. Like, it, so, I like the song. I don't know, just next. I can't Keith. talk about this anymore. All right, next is Thassa, Thassa Goddess. Goddess. Last night, were we like, oh, maybe it's like a 2 2? <laughs> I was like, I don't know. What is this? What's the. What's the Apparently, it's a 5 5 for 3. 5 5 for 3. Possibly the most. On, on stats, the yeah. most efficient creature ever printed. I mean, Tarmogoyf is like a 7 well, 8 for 2. <laughs> on, 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 you know, actually on paper. Okay. Uh, it's pretty efficient. Assuming. No, there's like 12 12s for one. Sure, well, that's fair, yeah. Like so. Three mana for a 5-5. Five five. You and Legendary two. enchantment creature god. Indestructible. As long as your devotion to blue is less than five, that isn't a creature. At the beginning of your upkeep, scry one. Oh my god. I wouldn't even care if it ever became a creature. <laughs> you just set for your draw step? 
Yeah. Oh my god. The beginning of your upkeep. You're just like play this on turn three. Is this just like actually make a miracle deck in modern? You just summon this on turn three. You just like set up for miracles. That's actually you have a think about it like this. Three mana investment on turn three. Cross my fingers and don't die. By the way, the baseline deck in the format is just green black based mid range decks. They're not gonna kill you. Okay? Right. They're like gonna gain some sort of small amount of incremental card advantage. That's all like, they do. And you're looking to never you're looking to never get devotion to blue because you don't want it to be a creature when you terminus. <laughs> like, yeah, I mean just like now like you could eventually get like after you've just done nothing but crush them every if you need a land, you get a land like a small investment for what you're getting, I think. And it has an ab- additional ability. And then yeah, it has one you target creature you control can't be blocked this turn. Who cares? So you can just make your uh, I mean this is just like a Sylvan library, you know, like kind of. Kind of. It's a Sylvan library that like five fives you later in the game. Yeah. I mean, this is like a stone keep. Like it's yeah. really good. Yeah, I am putting this in my uh, in my commander deck. Everything. I'm gonna every build freaking in... card is about your commander deck. I'm just telling you, this You're is going the Protor co- historian. This is no one into... cares about this your commander deck. This is going deck. into my commander deck. They do. We're like, oh, like, oh, well, you know, I I qualified for the Protor. I played on multiple Protors. I'm the Protor historian. I go to every Protor. Blah 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 blah. I was in the best ever Walk of the Plains video in a section about myself. Oh, but here's my commander deck. Yeah. My commander Whatever deck is, Sheldon my commander next card. Deck, my commander deck is a fairly like I have one deck. I don't have five decks. Yeah. So like if a card c- makes the cut into that commander deck, that means that your commander deck was one card taller. Yes. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> so, uh, so that was the I got this. I mean, very strong keep. Super strong keep. I, it's close to the best card in blue. Yeah. It's really good. Yeah. It's just uh, a small investment for what you're getting back. It's so it's so hard for me to evaluate. So the, it's this, so hard for me to evaluate how good. The gods are, though. Like. So, here, I, I'm going to make an argument here. All right, so, previously, Siamid Hopes, four spike for two mana, adding scry one. They're essentially overtly saying we are tacking one mana to the value of scry one. Right. I think this is somewhat of an aggressive pricing on that. I don't think that scry one's actually worth the mana. Sure. But there's enough variance that you can ride with Siamid Hopes by, like, ins and outs, play one or two, right. your opponent has to play around it, that it, it doesn't actually have that value intrinsic to itself, but it could have that value playing against certain players. Let's take it for a moment to say that, sure, we're going to buy into this idea, Stymied Hopes, one mana scry one. No other, no other factors here. There are obviously other factors. Yeah. Three mana, scry one three times on a permanent that can't be killed. In a format where it's likely that you're not going to you're not going to lose um, uh, this permanent very easily, especially if you right. don't let your opponent kill it by getting a certain amount of devotion. I'm going to blow your mind. Sensei's Divining Top. How much mana do you pour into Sensei's Divining Top over the course oh, of a game? I, 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 Way more than yeah. three. And I think... I think the, you, there's you, a... you look a lot deeper on, on that three mana that you've sunk into your Sensei's Divining Except top. for you stop seeing cards after the top three. Sure. Over time, it's actually just going to... Over three turns, you could have seen sure. six cards, yeah, something yeah. like that, with this. It's... And then you just combine it with... This digs you into other library manipulation. Right, right. I think this card's very, very good. I, I, I think it's currently the best blue card in my mind, although I really also like the counterspell. Let me ask you a question, though. Yeah. So we see 
clearly, uh, you know, they, they were worrisome enough that Anul yeah. and Swan Song, you know, uh, are, are in the set. We see... Swan Song doesn't counter this, does it? It doesn't counter... Oh, enchantments, I thought. Artifacts, I guess. Yeah, okay. counter-target enchantment creature. I mean, I would gladly give my opponent a 2-2 bird rather than letting them have this. Really? Are you kidding? They cast Thrasa and I have Swan, swan Song? Yeah, they're getting a bird. <laughs> are, you, are, you, are you kidding? Of okay. course I'm doing that. Okay. Would you even I think, think so. twice? I think so. I probably would. Depends, you know. But, uh, okay. I love this card. Yeah. All right. All right. Thassa's Thassa's bounty. bounty. Oh, uh, I read the text before I read the casting cost. Five and you. Look at the picture, dude. It's a terribly rendered clam. This looks like a Fallen Empire sword. With a penis sticking out of the middle of it. This looks like a Fallen Empire. It's a sword. Oh, wait, that's a penis. Oh. <laughs> it's a freaking penis coming out of the middle of a, of a clam. Are you sure? That's and it's the... not well drawn no, by no. Ryan Yi. Draw three cards. Matt Kavada, do not hire Ryan Yi for any more pictures. Draw three cards. Get us more Steve Argyle. Target player puts the top three cards. You know like Steve Argyle? I mean, I... I think he's a talented artist. I like Steve Argyle because people hate Steve Argyle. That's actually the main reason why I like him. I think he's a talented artist. That's where I'll like <laughs> yeah. leave my commentary on Steve Argyle. I mean, my favorite is Quentin Hoover and, you know, R.I.P. Yeah. Right, so uh, draw three cards, target player, puts up three cards of his or her library into his or graveyard. Yeah, it's six, six mana. Six sorcery. It's garbage. Delete. Thassa's Emissary. This so, is a bestow card. We've seen this before. I, I, I think these are all just... I, I honestly think there was a time sometime in the past this would have been the best creature in standard. That time oh, is right, not cause, today. Because right, whenever Thassa's Emissary deals damage to a player, draw a card, yeah, I, I, I'm I, just not a buyer. I mean, there's too many Lilianas slash... Oh, actually, there's no more Lilianas, is that right? Uh, yeah. There's still Mizium Mortars, yeah. right? Aggro decks with Mizium Mortars, Domri Rod... Like, this guy's just never, yeah. never beating a lot. And, and, and it feels like for the last couple of sets, there's always been some, like, black-blue creature. Like, some 3-3 guy that's like, if you control an island, and this creature deals damage to you, and you played it in your deck, <laughs> I mean, somehow there's draw a card. literally, like, a 4-4 flying dark confidant that nobody plays. <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> I, would, I would really like to go back. Uh, not, not for the end, not... During these five podcasts, but maybe next week. Yeah. I'd like to go back and look at the past two blocks and just see what percentage of cards were standard played. Okay. I think that's kind of interesting. That would take or, about three hours. Sure. <laughs> that's fine. That sounds perfect. <laughs> three hours of content. Ding. <laughs> Triton Fortune Hunter. I like the picture, so it's so probably good. Is, so this is to you uh, for a 2 2. Merfolk Soldier. And it has heroic. Whenever you cast a spell, it targets Triton Fortune Hunter. Draw a card. Man, that's not good enough to play. Yeah, that's my. It's too small for it. That's, that's my. That's my take as well. And yeah. it, it has no. Like it's not one of these heroic cards. Like some of the heroic cards that are playable yeah. quickly push themselves out of range of your opponent being able to. Deal yeah, if it with gets them. like even if it got plus O plus one instead of plus one plus one and and uh... <laughs> get an O plus O one counter. <laughs> yeah. Like... I think I'd be, I, I would, you know, Randy Bueller is at the bar, uh, you know, I think more than 10 years ago. He's like, if time, if time spiral cost eight, I would still be thinking about how to break it. If time spiral cost 10, I would still be thinking about how to break it. You know, you have to think about things like that, you know? Yeah. Would you pay eight or 10 for time spiral? Maybe, maybe not. Maybe think about it at sure. least, right? I mean, obviously it's insane at six. <laughs> yeah. Um, but Triton Fortune Hunter does not have enough text on him. <laughs> he's yeah. a... 
I like the picture a lot. Pretty actually. nice if you get an aura on him in limited. Draw a card. Oh wait, a lot of auras. We. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so we're going to delete. Del- uh, deleting. Okay. Him, yeah. uh, Triton Shore Thief. Terrible picture. Now there's so no this, way this is played. So this is a for you for a one-two Merfolk Rogue, just completely outclassing the Merfolk of the, the Pearl, Pearl Trident. Trident with. A point of toughness. Wow, that was a hard. It was a hard mission to accomplish. Yeah. Outclassing Merfolk with the Pearl Trident. It only took twenty years. Yeah, and it's a Merfolk world. Yeah, it's a new. Yeah, it's a new decade. <laughs> it's a third decade of magic. Okay, like and a, now we get one, two, a, for who one. drew this? Howard Leo. Did they run out of art budget this set? What's going know. on? Not, not much. Some of the previous sets have had such beautiful art. What's up there's with all some, the? There's some pretty stunning pieces of art in this set. Half this art looks like it was made by children with crayons. Oh, wait. Is this one better? All right, so Triton Tactics. So we're going to delete the, the Shore Thief, although I, I'd be shocked if it doesn't show up in someone's legacy deck at some point. They're like, ha-ha, my, my one-drop Merfolk trumps your other one-drop Merfolk. Oh, well. Uh, Triton- would that assume that Merfolk is a playable deck in legacy? I guess, yeah, I guess it would. Triton Tactics. You, for an instant, up to two target creatures each get plus zero, plus three until end of turn. Untap those creatures. At the end of at at this, this turn's turn. next end of combat, tap each creature that was blocked by one of those creatures this turn, and it doesn't untap during its controller's next untap step. I think this is a keep. They have really complicated tactics. I think this is a keep. So the Tritons have, like, three-pronged spears. Yeah, they have Tritons. Yeah. But um, you agree? No. I have to have two creatures in play in blue, and I don't have something better what to do than this. I'm, I'm just thinking about a white-blue aggro deck with heroic. That just wants... Uh, I guess you can target two things. Yeah, you, like, untap two... I will concede to your keep. I'm not keeping this. I'm not... I'm not I won't delete it if you want. I, I also won't gloat when this doesn't get played two No, it's, it's probably not going to get played. But <clears throat> but uh, here's the thing, though. When With heroic, I'm looking for things that target two creatures. Okay. And it's one... And the ability is pretty, like, like if I could tap down your two guys for two turns... Look, if I wanted to vilify Triton Fortune Hunter a minute ago for not having enough text, I concede you that there's a lot of text on this card. Yeah. All right. You're but keeping it. I'm, just, I'm just not saying I, anything. I, I'm going to try Just like it. about Breaking Bad spoilers. I'm just telling I'm you... I'm just not saying I'm anything. Gonna be in, I'm going to play this for a week in, in the tournament practice, in the tournament practice room. room until someone, like, rage quits against me when I win my one match with it. <laughs> Uh, it will take about a week for that to <laughs> I said a week. <laughs> Vaporkin. Uh, one, one U for an elemental. Flying. Vaporkin can block only creatures with flying 2-1. This is an insane card, right? Com- I mean, this is better than lots some of this. Lots of cards? Like, lots of staple cards in blue flyer decks. Who cares I mean, if I they guess, can't block? But I mean, I guess we've seen, like, this is Welkin turn. What's Welkin? Welkin turn. It was just in like, it's been in multiple sets. I don't know. What it is. Yeah, it's a two-one fly. It's the same card for two. You one. Yeah, you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Was I excited about nothing? No. Yeah, you're excited about nothing here. No. So no one will game with this. No, I don't think so. Does Welkin turn block? I think it's the same thing. It can only block. I think it can only block creatures with flying. We don't even know what this card is. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. I actually have to look up Welkin turn on my other phone. I will look up Welkin turn because I don't know what it is. Are you sure there's a yeah, card Welkin yeah. turn? Yeah, it was in. Uh, it was definitely in a core set. I think it was in M12, and it was also in uh, whatever. All right, there's such a card as well. Concern according to Google. Let's yeah. find out. Magic 2013. The 2013. There you go. 
So it's going to rotate, so this will take its place. Yeah, this replaces the Oh, it's from Zendikar. Yeah, there you go. That's right. All right. Well, Google refuses to open the welcome turn page. Uh, let's see here. What do we got? Um, two one for one and you flying well concern can only block. It's literally the same. It's literally part. the same. Part. But that was a bird, and this is an no, elemental. Mental. Well, this is good with the uh, master of waves. Yeah. Okay. I guess it's not playable. <laughs> All right. So we're gonna go from. So. From in other news. <laughs> This is the greatest card of all time, too. I guess it's not playable. I'm going to save undo. Undo, okay. Welcome turn deleted. Uh, Voyager's End, this is a card I really like. Third favorite card in blue for me. Uh, one you, instant, return target creature to its owner's hand, scry one. Awesome card. Like, bounce your god. Does everything I would ever want. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. This card seems strong keep. Uh, wave Crash Triton, to you. Uh, again, another merfolk. Wizard, uh, one four uh, stats, heroic. Whenever you cast a spell that targets Wave Crash Triton, tap target creature and opponent controls. That creature doesn't untap during its controller's next untap. Next. So delete. Delete. Oh, all right. Gold. Do you want to? Do you want to go back and just review? Oh yeah. So my favorite cards are Thassa, Voyages End in third, and then the Cancel. Okay. Uh, in second, Voyage End is third for me. Yeah, I, I like I like that. I, I really kind of like Swan Song actually. I've, I've talked myself up on yeah. that card considerably. I really like a Null too. Actually, I'm yeah. not sure if I like a Null better or worse than Wit. Prognostic. Oh, Prognostic Sphinx I like a lot as well. Yeah, those are my five. I would yeah. say. I, I really like Omen Speaker as well. I think it's just, oh, it's good. I just I like think Omen. it's nice. Blue's got a lot of like unspectacular, obviously playable cards. Right. Oh, oh Master of Waves Master is Waves. really good. Master of Waves is actually my favorite blue card. It's I like it more than Thassa. I think I would play it in sideboard more than more than in main deck. I'm, I'm going to try to build blue aggro. Yeah? Yeah. Welcome turn. Uh, I've got, I mean, got Frostborn weird in my two slot. Okay. I don't know. Maybe Welcome turn too. I, I mean, you might as well play the Coastal Piracy you? then. Is there any, I probably would. Is there yeah. anything else that costs you you? Um, I don't know. As a permanent? Sure, there's like a blue black card or something. Yeah. It doesn't. Don't they have their own like? I don't know. I'm thinking. Yeah. So all right. A lot of like very very. Master waves is just a card I'm really excited. It's a good card, yeah. But I mean, the cards I think I'm excited to actually play are Thassa, the Cancel, and Voyage's End. The, my favorite creature is the three five for five with Scries. All right, ready for gold. Oh, you like you like that you like that guy. I like I like the picture too. Yeah. Okay, so gold cards, a crow and hoplite. So it has an insanely sweet picture. Yeah, it's picture. Probably good. Uh, it's RW, so it costs Boros. Yeah. Uh, it's a human soldier. It's a one-two. Whenever a crow and hoplite attacks, it gets plus X plus zero until under turn, where X is the number of attacking creatures you control. So it attacks as a two-two by itself. Correct. And could be bigger. Could be bigger. But it's kind of outclassed by Wojak Halberdiers and Gate Crash, which is a three-two already. Actually, the, you, now that you say that, I mean maybe it gets along real well with Battalion, right? It certainly seems like it would get along real well with Battalion. But again, it doesn't. It doesn't do anything to protect itself. It doesn't have trample. What a beautiful ninja. She's <laughs> actually a ninja. It doesn't have trample. It doesn't. I guess if you were attacking, maybe with uh, Ninja too. No. With the. Uh, Frontline medic, whatever that guy is. Oh yeah, that guy used to get get some play. That would be pretty sweet. 
but I don't, I don't think this is a keep. All right. Do you? What if beautiful librarian? <laughs> Ninja qualify a librarian. <laughs> what if some sliding door version of Mike's wife walked by? <laughs> oh, weird. That's true. <laughs> we like Voltron together, the, the city of New York. Look, we have to hustle on this part of the podcast so that I can get coffee before they close. Okay. Before the next segment. So we're going to delete just del- like, If you want to delete them, fine. Uh, Annex and Semetti. We talked about this the first time Rizzoli around. and Isles. Might be really I think good. This, I, I like this card a lot, actually. I, I really The thing that I'm challenged with is, what is the balance of, in an aggressive deck, beaters, buff cards, and lands? Sure. Because you and almost want to have land... I mean, are you scrying to set these things also, up? Are you also, magma jetting to set right, these things up? Also, it's worth keeping in mind that one of the cards that I think is key to the strategy of Heroic costs WW. Right? The Phalanx guy? Yeah. From, from what we talked about yesterday. So, like, all the red cards that are heroic just don't fit with it really well in terms of, I mean, like, being able to play your deck out consistently. Not with no, uh, what's it? What's the red-white land name? I never played that land. Even when I played red-white-blue, I would play, like, Steam Vents, <laughs> Glacial Fortress. Right. Uh, I just never played, you know what I'm talking about? Yeah, I do. What's the name of it? Cavern or something? This is a C, right? Clifftop Clifftop Retreat Is that the name of it? Maybe. I don't know I never Maybe. played it I think it's I always, Retreat I played I played like I never played it Four Glacial Fortress <laughs> uh, Four Hollowed Fountain Four uh, Steam so, Vents so Four for, Sulphur Falls And then like so Cavern of Souls This is one RW Three two First Strike Vigilance uh, Whenever you cast a spell That targets Annex as many Creatures you control Get plus one plus one And gain trample to Oh it's a pretty powerful Heroic It's like I think that you would play this rather than Frontline Medic in all likelihood. Like, they're, they're both of the three. Right. I think it's very powerful. I, just, I mean... The, I just, problem, the problem is, how many spells are you going to yeah, be able like, to cram in? Because, like, the, the heroic because, guys because if you play, if you, if you don't play, have And them. if you play Magma Jet, like, for example, what are you going to do? Magma Jet your own guys? I mean, the Magma Jet will not kill this. Sure. And then you scry. I mean, that sounds horrible. Yes. And I'm sure someone will kill me that way at some point. <laughs> this is like when I first no saw... No blocks. All right. Magma Jet, my I, guy. I remember when I first saw Dark Depths in my set review of, like, Cold Snap, I was like, probably you're probably going to lose to this card. People are like, no, this card's unplayable. I'm like, I don't know. I think you have a failure of imagination. You're probably going to lose to it. It's a zero casting cost card that makes a 20-20. Like, becomes a defining card. Yeah, I think that I'm probably going to lose to somebody Magma Jetting their own Annex and It is not outside my range of imagination. Keep, obviously. So. Okay. Um, uh, Ashen Rider. This card seems pretty awesome. I mean, it's just like exactly the same as a as a former super staple card, but one more mana for essentially no additional value. So for WWBB, yeah. Uh, when Ashen Rider enters a battlefield or dies, exile target permanent. Oh wait, you're saying it does have additional value? Yeah. It comes back twice. And this, you know, if you're looking for a card to return from the underworld, yeah. this is the one you want. So, I mean, we're we're actually going to the well and we're saying our blue deck is going to get to eight and summon this on eight. No, I'm saying we're going to sacrifice our Omen Speaker and then return this and Omen Speaker to play. I mean, are we going to steamoggery this into the graveyard? Maybe, and then yeah. Just, I'm down. Yeah. I mean, staple, right? Yeah, this card's this card's it's just for sure staple. It's gonna be you know a cube target. It's you know this is this is gonna go right into everyone's cube. I mean for reanimator decks, Angel of Despair, and 
Desolation Angel at this yeah. level of cast. Like, obviously, yeah. strong, one less strong, than this. Strong, strong history yeah. in Dromar slash Esper type and, decks. And, and again, don't look at the eight casting cost on this. I mean, you're going to cast it. I'm, I you are going to cast, cast it. it. You will hard cast this card, but you're also, you know, this is the exactly the type of card you're looking to cheat with, right? I mean. You're talking to someone who once gave, like, a lecture to Bill Stark and uh, Josh Ravitz about how to play against fairies by getting every land in your deck in play, and then them going and executing this plan in a Grand Prix deck. Oh, now that you've explained that I'm actually supposed to play in such a way that I get all of my lands in my entire deck in play, I understand how to win. Yes, we're going to be casting this one. So Asher Rider, strong keep. Keep, yeah. Ashiok Nightmare Weaver. I mean, they're really pushing the envelope on how terrible they can make a three mana planeswalker. Well, I mean, I mean, do you, do you still feel Domri Raid is a bad planeswalker? I never thought it was. Oh, bad. okay. I, I always, I always, a lot of people did. I always thought it was corner. It was the prevailing wisdom, right? Like people I mean, were like, "This card's not good." I think I wrote the. I think I wrote the preview for Domri Raid. Yeah, and. I think I might have been told that it was going to be one of the best cards. <laughs> so, the, uh, I, I think this card's pretty bad so and it's unbeatable out of the sideboard. Let, let, all right, so let's look at it again. One UB yeah. for a Planeswalker Ashiok uh, comes in with three loyalty. Two plus two, exile the top three cards of target opponent's library. Okay. Minus X, put a creature card with converted mana cost X exiled with Ashiok Nightmare Weaver. Onto the battlefield under your control. That creature is a nightmare in addition to its other types. And then minus 10, exile all cards from all opponents' hands and graveyards. The minus 10 is tremendous. I mean, it's like Millstone, right? Like, you you invest one additional mana to begin with, you get Millstone. But you have, like, a highly vulnerable Millstone. Sure. I, I think this card's really, really unplayable in main deck. Right. And really, really powerful. Like you, you can't build, you can't build a main, you can't construct a main deck strategy that wants this. Yeah, yeah. You could play the card, yeah. but there's nobody who actually wants to be able to do this. Out of sideboard, it's. I think this is close right. to unbeatable. Well, and, and I think, I think you, you look at it against something like Liliana of the Veil, right? Like when you play Liliana of the Veil as a three-drop planeswalker, like what happens? You're like, oh, sacrifice a creature, or oh, we both discard a card. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like you're like, oh, you're not you're not threatening my my planeswalker. Well, let's do something. Yeah, really. She's building even subtle advantages. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, yeah. this card builds no advantage whatsoever until you do something devastating with it. Now, if you're playing Ashiok, notice the templating, right? You have to hit the opponent's deck with this. Yeah. So there's no like gaming against an Ashen Rider unless your opponent's playing with Ashen Rider. Except, except that you have. You're to, gonna need eight. You need eight loyalty to do. I mean, that. I'll be honest with you. I might as well just invest the extra turn and go ten at that point, right? <laughs> like. Yeah. I mean, that card's really, really spectacularly powerful out of so, the sideboard. So keep. Sideboard. Yeah, 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 for sure. It's a sideboard also. I, I, okay. I, I, I would guess that I'm playing four of these in my sideboard more than once in the next two years. So And it, and it really could be in that Ashen Rider deck. We're talking about like some sort of blue-black control deck. Yeah, I mean, you know, you. I, I wonder how draw... Here's the thing. If we really envision a format where... There's going to be a lot of blue decks successful. The question is how draw-goish the decks are versus how proactive the decks are. You know, um, tap-out decks have a good history against draw-go decks, which I think is most people don't really realize. Like, they're like, no, draw-go should be at the advantage. Tap-out decks have t- typically have better better mana deployment and and are good good playing playing against with their backs against wall. Like, you tap out the counter. What's a draw-go deck going to do now? 
<laughs> like, I countered you. I'm like, okay, here's your turn. And they're like, what's the worst case scenario? Steel Golem? Like, oh no. My deck is optimized to beat, like, Boros Rushes, you know? Like, right, right. did you really just think you were going to beat me with Steel Golem? You just pressure them back now, you know? And it, it's really kind of counterintuitive that you would think, like, oh no, Drago decks would be a massive advantage against Tapout decks. I'm not saying that Drago decks can't beat Tapout decks. They certainly can. Right. But, you know, the Tapout decks actually have a better chance than, than um, you might think. And, you know, if people are just going to decide, like, they're going to play this slow game, and you're going to gainsay the bejesus out of this thing, though, right? <laughs> it's first thing. Gainsay! Tap out on turn three. Like, that's when you're going to get your Force Spike Scry. Uh, oh, Force Spike Scry! Uh, force Spike Scry, literally, on it would feel so good. How insane is it? Like, on the draw. You're like, tap out for Ashiok. They're like, Force Spike Scry, untap Ashiok. Like, oh, beautiful. Magic the Gathering. I can't wait. So, keep Hell yeah, keep. Uh, it's, it's unbeatable out of sideboard. It's just not good at all main deck. Okay. Battle-wise, Hoplite. It's so, the best heroic card in the set. I, I love this card. So remember, I, we talk, I was talking a lot about the idea of trying to find a blue-white beat-down version of the... Like, ignoring the red cards and trying to build a blue-white version. So blue, blue-white, mana. So two. For a human soldier, two-two. So it costs the same thing as, like... Uh, what was the Merfolk that cost blue-white? Or metal... Just same meddling cost as Meddling Mage. mage. Uh, and then it has Heroic. Whenever you cast a spell, it targets Battlewise. Battlewise Hoplite. Put a plus one, plus one counter on it. And scry... And scry one. I mean, just keep, right? We don't have to expound for a yeah, year about right. how this card's good. It's obviously good. Yeah. Okay. Solid, solid keep. Chronicle uh, of Heroes. It's a Centaur. Is it a Centaur Healer? It is a Centaur Wizard. 1GW for 3-3. Three, three, so same as Centaur Healer. I mean, they're really just spitting in the face of Gnarled Mass these yeah, days. Yeah. When, Centaur, when Chronicle of Heroes enters the battlefield, draw a card if you control a creature with a plus one, plus one counter on it. So I'll be drawing a card most of the time that I cast this, right? Will you? I mean, I think you play this card with Discipline. With what? With Discipline. What do you mean? You don't play it until oh, you have sure. a plus one, plus one. I mean, you might have to play it to block somebody's sure, battle sure. or whatever, but they're going to scry one and demolish so it. If there's, so now if there's a green-white heroic deck, this is... Not a card you want to play in it. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. I think it. I think this card seems pretty good. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I do. I, I, I have you a hard like time. It. I have a hard time seeing where this gets a home. Okay. I'm fine. I, I I wouldn't be shocked if it showed up somewhere, but it feels like a block card to me and not a standard card to me. Okay. So it'd be a block keep standard delete. Okay. I mean, you don't have to convince me that. Maybe we won't draw any cards. <laughs> Speaking of drawing cards, Daxos of Miletus, um, Ophidian 2K14 number three. Yeah, one uh, W-U, legendary creature, human soldier. Daxos of Miletus can't be blocked by creatures with power three or greater. But he can be blocked by creatures with two power, like a two-three, right? Yeah. Uh, whenever Daxos deals combat damage to a player, exile the top card of that player's library. You gain life equal to that card's converted mana cost. Until end of turn, you may cast that card. We talked about this card already. This, you may cast that card, and you may spend mana as though it were mana of any color to cast it. And loose keep it. See, it's pretty powerful in some situations, and they built like, some invasion to it. So, like, it. I think the scenarios where you're talking about wanting to play Ashiok yeah. out of the sideboard... Some people play, I would rather play Daxos out of the sideboard. Yeah, but the difference is my Ashiok is going to stick and your Daxos is going to die. 
What if my Daxos hits once? Really? Because my Magma Jet is going to uh, feast on your Daxos while you're tapped out uh, for your Daxos. Versus, like, you have a Magma Jet and I have a, an Ashok, you're like, shoot it for two, you're like, okay. Uh, Agreed. <laughs> okay. But certainly, this is, well, you, don't, you don't think in, like, a blue-white mirror that this card's good? I think it, there's certain. I mean, that's the kind of card that I see a lot of potential in. Ah, so but I just... Keep, but... Yeah. Keep, no one's really good. You're looking for something else for that Destruction Forever, we talked about twice. Want to be Going to be one of the best cards in the set. Fantastic. Uh, Fleece Mean Lion. Insane picture. Really good stats. This card's ridiculous, right? So, GW for 3-3. Three, three. So, uh, it's Watch Wolf. Watch Wolf. Plus. Oh, by the way, Watch Wolf, you stink. Yeah. You're obsolete and you're old. Go lay down and die. So, 3GW Monstrosity 1. So, for 5... You can monstrosity up to a 4-4. What's so exciting about it? As long as Fleece Main Lion is monstrous, it has hexproof and indestructible. Oh, so what you're saying is if you don't kill it immediately, you're dead. Yeah, you just... <laughs> it's just literally a troll. It, it's it's just like the worst thing ever. Um, yeah, so it's insane early and unbeatable late. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, keep, I would guess. Yeah, I'm going to say keep. I think like... The problem is... When I see a card like this, it just actually makes it so like the linear mechanics that they're trying to push. Like, I just have a hard time believing that the, the proper Adro deck is going to be heroic when you just have these awesome cards like Fleece Main Lion, right? Like, well, I mean, I would guess that the idea is like the heroic deck actually tangles really well with the Fleece Main Lion. Really? What if I go like Fleece Main Lion? Like a turn or two later, I play Colonial Hydra, right? And then like, sure. And then I play like. Monstrous my police main line and attack with both. I think the idea is that if you're gonna if there's a heroic deck, yeah. that they're not gonna have the time to have that to get that happen. You're they're gonna be dead on turn four, turn five. They're gonna play their colonial hydra, you're gonna bounce it. God's willing! I told you yeah. God's willing is gonna be in green white. Yeah. So I think this card's really good. And I, I, think I think this card's awesome. But I mean I do I do think that there's I do think that the, the heroic deck could be Fast enough. You know who kicks and the crap out of this guy? Soldier of the Pantheon. Oh, yeah. 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 Oh, it's true. I mean, he doesn't kill him, but, but he's he just blocks like, him yeah, all damn day. All day. All damn day. All damn day. Yeah. All right. Uh, Horizon Chimera. Uh, let's see. 3 2 Flash. 3 2 Flash Flying. for 2 green U. So, my fav- one of my favorite casting costs. Yeah. It has green and blue in it. Uh, flash. Uh, Flying Trample. Whenever you draw a card, you gain one life. I mean, it's a beautiful picture. This is like the... No. No one is never going to lose for this card. (laughs) I've been like in a million years. Whenever you draw a card, does this help me draw a card? No. 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 Gain a life. Does it scry... No. No. I could gain unlimited life if I drew unlimited cards. (gasps) You don't say if you drew unlimited cards, you might be able to win. Get out of here, Horizon Camara. All right, Kragma Warcaller. So this is a Minotaur. It's a terrible picture. There's no it's, way this card's good. It's not very good. Who drew this? It's Gabor. Is his, he's done a better work than this in the past, right? He Gabor. has. He has. Uh, so this is three BR. So five mana. Five There's mana. Insane stats, right? right? For a Minotaur warrior, an uncommon. And it's two three. It's a two three. Uh, Minotaur creatures you control have haste. So it's basically a, th- a five mana two three haste. And then whenever a Minotaur you control attacks, it gets plus two plus zero until end of turn. So it's a four three haste for five. I mean, this certainly is a lot of freaking text to say nothing at all. <laughs> Delete. <laughs> Goodbye. On Ooh, the other hand, Meadow Maya the Ageless. Four, is this insane? This card seems kind of insane. 
but fragile. I love the art, by the way. This might be my favorite piece yeah, of art. Yeah, it's really great thing. art. It's just so graphic. And I mean, like, in the sense of graphic design, not in the sense of nude pictures. I mean, I'm in love with this picture. Me- Metamai the Ageless 4WU for Legendary Creature Sphinx. 4-4 uh, Flyer. Whenever Metamai the Ageless deals combat damage to a player, take an extra turn after this one. Metamai the Ageless can't attack during extra turns. It has already been cleared up on Twitter that five extra turns at the end of a round don't count as the extra turns this can't attack during. So, you just wait till you have seven so that you can, like, God's willing this for Shurzies? So it, like, auto-lives through Mizium Mortars? I mean, it's very fragile for 2013. Yes! I think it's... It's really good. I mean, it's... If, if it's it, like if an it, inspiring card, actually. Yeah. Like, you 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 do want to go to great lengths to make this work. I, like, and if you ever... Like, you're like, okay, I can't attack on my next turn, but I get to untap with seven or eight mana and, I'm and have a whole turn. And with my Thassa. Yeah. I mean, it's an, it, literally and an inspiring card. And also with Thassa, you can make this unblockable. Oh, yeah. I mean... Mizium Mortar stock has gone through the roof this set. Yeah, yeah. And yet the Sphinx that I like, the 3-5, just pairs up really well against this guy. He's cheaper. Yeah. Put him in front. Yeah, he blocks. I mean, you you can make this guy unblockable is the trick. I was like, can you imagine? It's really hard to lose if you get to... Can you imagine, like, just... Are you kidding if I hit someone with this? Yeah. So all my mana's untapped because I just hit him, and I probably have, like, seven, right? Yeah. And I get an extra turn? Yeah. If I can't win, I mean, like, yeah, what's yeah. wrong with me? All right, so we're going to keep this, but we're... No, you have to respect it. Yeah. Yeah, we're going we're gonna, to we're gonna cock an eyebrow at it and go... But Do you think that he's standing, like, on, like, a mosque or something? Do you think that's, like, the head of, like, uh, an ogre general looking up at Metamai the Ageless? I think that's, uh, that looks like... Um, one of the DC villains. It looks like Vulcan or something. Yeah, you, you see what I'm saying? It's like, yeah. it's well done. Yeah, I, I love that piece of art. No, I think he's standing on top of a minaret or something. If they made him three five, he would be insane. <laughs> yeah, uh, Mender. It doesn't look like a very good picture. So it's a Gorgon. Three B G. So five. Gorgon, five for a four three. When Farika's Mender enters the battlefield, promising, promising words. You may return target creature or enchantment card from your graveyard to your hand. So it's like a cartographer. <laughs> uh, well, I mean, it's a gravedigger is really what it is. And because gravediggers are so played at four mana. Right. Yeah, goodbye. Returns gods. Yeah, all right. A regular gravedigger delete. would be the same thing. Yeah, delete. Uh, Polish Crusher, this is a card we talked about already. This card's actually probably pretty good. Trample protection from, from enchantments. enchantments. good. Yeah, so... Uh, 2RG, Trample Protection from Enchantments for a 4 4, and then it has. His base stats is good. 4 yeah, 4 4. Base four. stats are really good, and it blocks gods, yeah. it can't be chained to rocks, it can't be Oblivion Ranged or Detention Sphered. Uh, and then it has Monstrosity 3 for 4GR, and whenever it deals combat damage to a player, if it's monstrous, destroy target enchantment that the player. I think this is a powerful card. Yeah? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Can't destroy a god, though. Yeah, no, it cannot. Uh, Prophet of Crufix, this is a card I got the preview. This card's just really good, right? So it's 3GU for a 2-3, not promising on the casting cost Correct. versus stats. Human Wizard. Untap all creatures and lands you control during each 
other players untap step, you may cast creature cards as though they had flash. Can you cast this as though it had flash? No, no right? No. So you play this, you say go, and then you untap Everyone your mana, then you untap everything. So you attack with everything, you play this, you say go, you untap. Yes, it's like a sort of feast and famine. Yeah. If I mean, if uh, if Meadow Mai the Ageless is is fragile, you have to. Oh, this very, is really this card, fragile. This card's very fragile. I mean, this is Searing Spear range. Yep. Is there Searing Spear still? Yes. Oh, there's some new. There's a new Searing Spear. Yeah. Um, I mean, but creatures die to spells. I mean, five mana creatures you don't want dying to two mana spells unless they're Doomblade. Right. And even when they're Doomblade. Sure. Things just died of Doomblade. Yeah, you yeah. don't want them to die other two mana spells, really. Sure. But you do get the un- you're, like you're going to play it at some point where it's uh, your opponent's tapped out. You get to untap. Are they going to be able to do something? Maybe you get to you do get to untap and protect it. Card certainly has a lot of upsides sometimes. So loose keep. Um, it might be the flagship of a deck, actually. Yeah, I, I really like I'm this not, card a lot. I mean, I'm the not thing, super enthused. The thing that I'm excited about is just getting to play this and then maybe play like a Colonial Hydra at the end of my opponent's turn. That is powerful. Yeah. So, we'll keep. Uh, Psychic Contrusion. Powerful looking art. Yeah, great art. It's gorgeous. Uh, 3UB, Sorcery. Target opponent reveals his or her hand. You choose a non-land card from that player's graveyard or hand and exile it. So, graveyard or hand at this point. So, you don't, you don't have to hit the hand, yeah? Yeah. You may cast that card for as long as it remains exiled, and you may spend mana as though it were mana of any color to cast that spell? It's a lot of text. It, it doesn't... It's not a slaughter games, right? It's just a big duress. Well, it's also... It's just... That you get a card later. It's a big duress that you get a card later, right? Yeah. Um, but it's not necessarily... Like, I could also just go, oh, I'm gonna... I'm gonna target your... Um... I'm going to target your Crater Hoof Behemoth. Yeah. And exile it. So now you can't get it. And now I can just pay blue, blue, mana. B- blue mana and cast my cast this Crater Hoof Behemoth and attack you with nothing. I have a hard time believing this is a, is going to be a, a good constructive play. You, you will have this card played against you. It will not be by Louis Scott Vargas. I have a hard time believing yeah. this is going to be a good card. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You agree? Uh, I do agree. I could see a sideboard. No, I think it'd be corner sometimes. I could so see. You don't I could delete see, it, but it's just. I could see some situations where where you would play it on the sideboard, but I don't. I mean, like I've it. been slaughter games on the third and fourth yeah, turns yeah, yeah. and playing combo decks and still won. We it's, can delete this. Yeah, it is. Okay, Reaper of the Wilds. Terrible art again. Oh, really? I like that art. I don't like it. I, I like it. There's no plasticity to it. Like, it's, it, imagine. Jamie Jones uh, I mean, had, had drawn the yeah. same picture. Yeah. It would, it, it's way, it would have been two, way, way better. 2BG for another Gorgon. Uh, whenever another creature dies, scry one. That's pretty powerful. That's uh, a 4-5 for 4 mana, by the way. So they're pushing it. This is a pushed card. 4-5 for... I mean, that is out of range of Mizium Orders. Yeah, it's, it's, it's not Urnum Doom, stats. It's not Doombladeable. Urnum stats. Uh, whenever another creature dies, scry one. Uh, black... Reaper of the Wild gains Death Touch until end of turn. 1G, Reaper of the Wild gains Hexproof until end of turn. You know who wants this stat card? Bug. Yeah. This card's insane in Bug. Actually, it's really, really good in Bug, right? This card's just... I think this card's good. Yeah. I mean... 
you're playing a blue control. Assume you can crack, cast whatever you want. Right. Playing blue control deck in standard. The Sky Rathling. He's out two turns faster, but if you play him on turn five, you know, he, you you need to play him with black up for say when you play it with blue up, right? Right. But he's he's pretty actually. Oh no, no, you need six up, not yeah. seven. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I he's not better than it. his passive ability is pretty strong though god you have the best angles and I never got coffee it's my own uh, fault for being late yeah. alright so I, I do like this card I think it's a good card like I can see you know, like you said in the bug deck you're just like kill that scry one the other thing about this is like if you're playing like black green mid range you just keep killing their creatures and then using the scry ability to keep being able to kill their creatures yes yeah. I I mean, this is an obvious keep. We're not deleting yeah, it. No. But, like, just wondering which, which deck wants it. I think Bug likes it the best. Sure. Sentry uh, of the Underworld. Nice, so, flavorful card. I like the picture. It's a griffin skeleton. I don't like it anymore. A griffin skeleton? Yeah, griffins are not. It's a five-mana flyer. So, you know, it's got to be a 3-3. Three, three. It is. <laughs> Why wouldn't they make it like a 5-5? Five, 3-WB. Five? Three the underworld is guarded by a 3-3 flyer for five mana. <laughs> yeah. So wow. now you know why. You're like, how did all these people always just get into the underworld and I mean, rescue their like, dead lovers? Like burial rites and everything. Like, Don, I'm going under- to write an epic poem about the underworld. I'm just going to go down there. So the underworld is guarded by a 3-3 three, three for five. <laughs> oh, but wait, there's more. Um, so you can uh, pay white, black, and three life yeah. and regenerate Sentry of the Underworld. Wow, so he's he lives in the Underworld, but he refuses to die. Yeah, yeah, goodbye. This guy does not... Yeah. Goodbye. He's a griffin? Yeah. Where'd the Murder King go? What's the Murder King? I don't know. I, I think we passed him. Did you invent in, in the Murder King? No, he's a card. Um, Shipwreck Singer. Oh, this card. I like this flavor of this card a I lot. I like this casting cost in this picture. And this picture. is Darken, who's, like, you know, the man. Black I and blue Darken. for a 1-2. Wow. Darken, you can kick ass on this one. Blue Black, Siren, Flying. It's a 1-2. Uh, so, you know, Stormcrow stats, 2 mana, and a 1-2. Flying. 1 blue, target of a creature, and opponent controls, attacks this turn of Fable. 1 black, tap. Attacking creatures get minus one, minus one until end of turn this. Until end of turn. I mean, if you have a, a bunch of mana and stuff, you can, like, mess people up with this, I think. This card's awesome. Awesome limited card. Yeah, in limited, I mean, just a, like a one-two good evader with, like, a bunch of abilities on it for cheap mana. But, like, you know, just forcing someone to attack with their utility guy and then just picking it off is yeah. pretty good. Not not constructed, though. I don't think so. Yeah. Like, I mean, in order for this to gain a lot of value, you like you need to be doing something like blocking. Okay. This this is a card coming up that I think is one of the better. Spellheart Chimera? Spellheart Chimera. I love this card. One, blue, red. Three mana, creature Chimera for a star three. Flying Trample. Flying and Trample. Spellheart Chimera's power is equal to the number of instant and sorcery called Junior Graveyard. That's basically just a three toughness flyer with a Rune Chanter's Pike on it. It's just like a, a Termagoyf, right? Yeah, yeah. With Trample. Yeah. But the thing is, it has no butt. The thing is, Rune Chancer's Pike, your guy was invincible in combat. Yeah, first strike, yeah. But I still think it's a really good card, right? Like, you just, like, tap out for this on turn three. If it doesn't die, like, just, like, cast two card drawing spells and murder your opponent for, like, six damage. Right. I think... I mean, for sure, I'm going to try to make decks with this in it. Yeah. Like, Magma Jets and Voyages. Yeah, all all the the little scryy kind of, you know... 
you know, crappy preordains. I mean, it was like, can you imagine just attacking your opponent? Like, all right, blocks in such a way to live, and you're like, all right, Steve Augury. Yeah. <laughs> so we're we're gonna keep this card. Oh, and Steve Augury. The do you think Steve Augury is the best card in Theros? Uh, it seems really good. It's clearly the best card in Theros. Two? It's way better than Factor. I mean, way worse than Factor Fiction, though. I think. Sure, but Factor Fiction was. You know, one of the a nuttier cards four ever. Four of invented. Staple in yeah. Vintage? Yeah. Were you going to say a four of Staple in Vintage? I because was, it's restricted in Vintage, right? Now? I, I guess. I was going to say just a staple in every format standard ever block, in. you know, extended. extended. Yeah. Yeah, every format it was legal in. Two, you are instant. Reveal the top five cards of your library and separate them into two piles. So you're doing the Solomon now. Right. So I, I'm going to reveal these cards. Here's my five cards. It's three lands, another Steam Augury, and a Sphinx, the three-five Sphinx. Oh, that's a tough split. Okay. So then I have to split them. So you split them. How would you split so that? So I split Steam Augury, two lands, Sphinx, and a land. No, no, no. It's, I don't know. it's Sphinx and two lands versus Steam Augury okay. land. Okay, sure. Whatever. That's the right split. And a, Now you choose one of those piles, and then I put that pile into my hand and the other into the graveyard. So, so, you get to, so you get to pick the the, the least offensive piles. Okay. Two ma- macro things I'd say about this. Number one, the advantage of factor fiction in the past from a ter- from terms of gross card advantage is if you wanted three or more cards, you could always get it. Right? right. Your opponent would do the split, and if you wanted to take the three or the four pile, you could always take the three or the four pile no right. matter what. Now there's no way to guarantee that you will get the three pile. But yeah. there's a way to almost guarantee that you'll get a card. Right? Like you can be like, I'm just going to put no, my. No, you can't push. Well, but I can go Supreme Verdict or no. Yeah. What are you gonna do? Are you give so, me four cards. So, and here, here are the here are the here are the factors, right? Um, you, we've lose the elegance of the Blood Oath slash Stormseeker. Yeah. Oh. That elegance is now gone. Yeah. Um, we also lose the initiative. Uh, you know the initiative st- strategy, like Darwin Castle invented it, where you're playing, you're the beatdown, your opponent's playing the control. He has Factor Fiction. You give him all juicy piles, but you don't give him any removal. Sure. And then, like, you, in theory, kill him before he can... Because he keeps not taking the removal because his piles are so juicy. Sounds, sounds dubious. <laughs> but, like, <laughs> the problem with that is if your opponent ever flips a five-spell foff, you lose. Yeah. Right? Five-spell foffs are, are way worse than they used to be now. Yeah. Because if you do five spells, it's like three and two. Your opponent just gives you the two. Right? right. So I think the implication of this is, like, you'll have way fairer piles. Right? Used to be, like... One of the really bad ways of playing against Factor Fiction back in the day was to just try to make fair piles. Right. Uh, now there's actually going to be a lot of fair piles. Sure. Because your opponent gets a pick, right? You can't make a biased pile. Right. Your you, opponent you, will just give you the shitty you're, pile. You're trying to find, right. You're trying to find a two-card pile yeah. that you're, you're, you're happy with. You're going to be right? happy with. Like, I mean, you're, in fact, you're probably going to make the two-card pile slightly better, I assume. I think because you're going to make a lot of fair piles, right? Right. But, and, but the thing is, my absolute favorite strategy with Factor Fiction in the past playing blue deck is like, say you have like two-card hand, right? Seven mana, two-card hand, Factor Fiction. You flip over Counterspell and four, whatever the four is. Right. You go like, and your opponent's like, you know, has a sweet spell in the stack. He's like Desolation Angel or something. You're like, right. Factor Fiction response. So he's like, you know, counters against, and you're just like, all right, take the four, counter the guy with the right. counters of either card. It was already in my hand, yeah. Or you still get the opportunity to take the Counterspell and stop his must Counterspell if you have to. Right. Right? So... <laughs> Right, you're never you're never gonna get a, you're never gonna get your dissolve off of this. Yeah, so like this loses a lot of the elegance of factor fiction, but I think it's very likely to still be the best card in the set because it's so reasonably costed for its ability. You're always gonna get two for one, right. unless you 
And well, again, assume assume for a second that there's some sort of Grexus controlled act that yep. Patrick Chapin builds. I think that's a safe assumption. <laughs> yeah. Assume for a second. Uh, at the end, you know, your opponent does something, and you have seven mana, and you're like, "Oh, Patrick Chapin with Grixis mana and seven untapped." Yeah, you're like, you're like Steam Augury. You just make this up out of your head. Yeah, and like, like the thing is, you hit two counter spells. You know, you hit like a Gainsay and a Dissolve, and you just put them in separate piles. You know. I mean, do, like what, do you, you, what do you think? Like land, 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 Gainsay, Dissolve. Do you go like dissolve. Gainsay, land, land against Dissolve, land? Something like that. I yeah. mean, like. You're still getting you're still getting a sweet advantage no yeah, matter what, yeah, right? Yeah, like yeah. it's but it I, I I think it's probably the best card in the set, as far as I know. And it's it's just I find it to be emotionally less satisfying than Factor Fiction sure. by a wide Well fa- I mean Factor Fiction for a lot of people was about making their opponents misplay. Like Here's the thing. Right? I mean, true or false? True or false? It was like, I'm going to put these two piles, you know, my opponent's going to make these two piles, and I'm just going to take some insane pile. I think that I would I would phrase it differently. I think that over the course of a long number of tournaments, over the course of a year or a career, really good players are able to gain a substantial advantage playing with and against Factor Fiction. Sure. But I think you can, I think there's some bluffing that you can do with this card. I really... Like, you can sort of, you could still bluff, like, you could create a three land pile. Yeah. Like, you could create a three land, two spell pile, when you're actually sitting on lands. Your opponent might just give you the three lands. Maybe. Like, I think this, this card rewards a good a good player on the other side a lot. Right. And it takes a lot of the elegance away from the card in general. So, strong, strong keep. Strong keep. You, I, you're saying best card in the set. Uh, I don't know of a better card. Do Defining you, card of the set? Is there a better card? I haven't seen one yet. Okay. Uh, Triad of Fates. This is a. This is just a commander card. I'm just telling you right now. Full picture. Uh, legendary creature, human wizard. Two oh, WB. Darken, that's your buddy, right? Yeah, it's Darken. Two uh, WB for a legendary creature, human wizard. It's a three three for four. So already kind of behind the curve for stats. Uh, one tap. Put a fate counter on another target creature. White tap. Exile target creature that has a fate counter on it. Then return it to the battlefield under its owner's control. So blink a fate counter creature, but then it's going to lose the fate counter. By the way, and you've had to invest five mana and yeah. two taps at yeah. this point. To yes, do this. yes. B tap, exile target creature that has a fate counter on it. Its controller draws two cards. Yeah. Just, so this card can, can I delete this? It's yes. Just yes. a lot of text. Yeah. It's 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 a clear delete. Uh, so this is the card I was talking about before. I'm a the murder king. So he costs Rakdos. RB. Why does he have such crappy art? He seems like he should be awesome. Uh, and that's, uh... That's Vulcan. I mean, did they instruct them to draw things really terrible? Is it supposed to look like a fresco or something? I don't know. Because this is not well rendered. Maybe maybe the resolution on my iPad right I don't think that's an issue. Like, not... Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, not... my, my iPad retina display is obviously at fault. They, are... they, there's just, like, such... You understand what I'm saying? Let's, There's been such beautiful art over the last several sets. There's a lot of substandard art. Let's talk about this because I think in the past, uh-huh. in the past like in like ten years ago, yeah. this card is like the chase rare out of the set. Yeah, twenty years, yeah, you know, ten years ago. But now it's just. A I don't card. know. I don't know. So it's like black red, legendary creature, zombie warrior. I've summoned a lot of things to black red. So it's a two. Card, it's a two two. Does it have protection from white? No, because no, it's it usually doesn't. It doesn't. <laughs> Whatever I have is protected uh, from white. So this has one R. Sacrifice another creature, and Timur at the Murder King deals two damage to target player. 
So it's not a tap ability. No. So it's just like red one, sack a creature, dome you for two. Okay. 1B, sacrifice a creature, return Temerate from your graveyard to your hand. So this is a very inevitable card yes. if you have any kind of creature yeah. stream. It's awesome at attrition, right? So your opponent like kills your guy in response, you just return your, your Murder King. Right. Um, well, they probably just kill your Murder King, but then you can return your Murder King. Yeah. It's good at attrition. It's like... Yeah. They kill, right, they kill your guy, return yeah, the Murder King. Essentially, like, creating a compo situation, right? Or creating, yeah. like, an unsummon versus right. renewal situation. There's, there's a very good chance... The Team Star City Black will have a deck with this card in it. Really? Does it involve sacrificing your own stuff? <laughs> There's no Morbids, right? No, there are no Morbids. Can you imagine, like, <laughs> if we still had Morbids and, Morbids and Miracles? Yeah, like, yeah. That's a good card. Yeah, it's good. But it's not, like... I, there's a time where, like, you remember Pyre Zombie? I was thinking you, exactly. You remember how nuts yeah. people went for Pyre Zombie? Like, wasn't that like the most? Pyre Zombie never did anything in standard. It never did anything. It was in it was in Machine Head, right? It just never did anything. But it, never it wasn't did. even that good in block. Now that I think yeah, about it, yeah. right? Like, but uh, we had Pyre Zombie decks that were like pretty good, but like not good enough. Yeah. I learned a lot playing with Pyre Zombie, though. Like, I learned about inevitability between beatdown and, and control decks that had the same end game. Right. Um, but I think I think we've seen enough from Sam Black over the last couple of years to know that, that, this, like card, this, that this card. We know that this card's going to be able to find a home. Although although it is a it is not a free sacrifice ability. So yeah, but he doesn't have Falcon Wrath or Aristocrat. He needs yeah, to, he yeah. needs to. He's got some a legend, right? So he could sacrifice the second one to like maybe his cartel Aristocrat get in for two. Yeah, he would do that. You start chaining them. Yeah. All right, so keep. But all right, I don't even think it's a reluctant keep. I think it's yeah. I mean, it's just not the kind of card but everyone we, would play. All right, how about keep, but we get to sigh about walking uphill to school in the snow. So I would have done that anyway. All right. Uh, Underworld Cerberus. Uh, we've talked about this card, I think, already. 3BR for, for a hound. 6-6. Six, six. That's a 6-6 six, six for 5. Like the variation. Remember the Underworld Sentry? This is the Underworld Sentry. <laughs> This is the Underworld Cerberus. <laughs> this I mean, is the actual... There's such a variation in, like, the quality of the creatures to this set. Well, this doesn't fly. Okay. <laughs> this does not fly. Underworld Cerberus can't be blocked except by three or more creatures. Oh, so it doesn't fly. That yeah. matters a whole lot. Uh, cards in graveyards can't be the targets of spells or He really or does a good job of, like, guarding the Underworld. He really does. And then, when Underworld Cerberus dies, exile it, and each player returns all creature cards from his or her graveyard to his or her hand. You know what's a good setup card for this? Steam Augury. <laughs> and Murder Cake. Steam Augury. Murder Cake. Fill my graveyard. It's Steam Augury. Right. Well, in that Grixis deck, I mean, think about it. Like, yeah, you're Steam Auguring, you're putting all these creatures in your graveyard, you're doing all this stuff, and then you're like, oh, yeah, two to you. Uh, if you dealt with my 6-6 six, six for five. And how is this... Is that even legendary? No, he's just a hound. He's just like a 6-6 six, six yeah. for 5? Yeah. What if there was a card just like a 6-6 six, six for 5? Like, it probably, probably wouldn't be good enough, but you'd think about it for a second, yeah. right? You're yeah, sure? yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's good. It's out of Doomblade color, right? Yeah, like, yeah. I mean, in green, a 6-6 six, six for 5, you're like, eh. But in, yeah. but in black red? Yeah. Eh, yeah, I think twice. So you'd think Mythic, this card's... I mean, it's worse than Thunder My Hellkite. It is worse than Thunderbolt. It doesn't have haste. It can't be blocked. <laughs> can't be doombladed. Can't be Mizium mortared. It's insane on defense. It stops re uh, reanimation strategies. You can build around it in such a way to gain a massive advantage. I mean, it's a flagship card. Yeah. 
Yeah, it's, it's really fantastic. Yeah, it's like a living death, but you're like, I don't know if I want to cast. I'm too busy I don't know if I want to pull the trigger on this living death. I might just attack you to death in three turns. I mean, like, yeah, like, like you said before, like you just your setup man is Timurit, right? Like, yeah, and he's just an underworld Cerberus is like your, he's like. It's like your insurance policy almost, yeah. right? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. You're just like, I'm definitely going to win. I'm not sure how. Yeah. This card seems awesome. And then... So, Xenagos the Reveler is one of your favorite cards. I, I love this card. I think this card's terrific. I mean, it's... I mean, what's not to like about it? It's two RG, so it's four mana, yeah. and a color that lends itself to elves. To acceleration. To, to lend, lends itself to being able to play this on, you know, turn three. Uh, so, three, three loyalty, Planeswalker... Plus one is add X mana in any combination of red and or green to your mana pool, where X is the number of creatures you control. So, if you had no creatures, you would gain nothing. You would gain nothing. But if you had one, you would gain... You would gain one, and maybe you play another elf, or you bolt something, or you do something that scries. So, so your argument is that it's kind of a defensive ability on the plus one. Kind right. of. Yes. The, abil- the ability to play two things. Like, Basically, imagine you're like elf and some other sure. some other thing, and then you're like play this guy, two mana magma jet your guy. Yeah, it's certainly a thing. It's plus one. Uh, and then it's zero ability. It doesn't have a it doesn't have a minus one. It has a zero, and it's put a two two red and green satyr creature token with haste onto the battlefield. So it actually just can defend itself on the zero, or you could just start it defends like itself on the zero, or spitting an, pigs at or, people, or attacks another planeswalker on the zero. Like you know, you're like oh oh. You know, did you play your blue-black, do-nothing planeswalker? Two. Zam. You know, send you it right level at you. me. Yeah. I don't I'm know saying. why I brought that guy in and detected the red-green deck. <laughs> I don't know either. I mean, I be- I'm just happy I about believe how what I said that. was that it's unplayable main deck yeah, yeah, a beatable no. sideboard. I didn't I know, intend I to sideboard it in every matchup. Yeah, well. I did. Shame on you. All right. Um, yeah, I love I love this card. And then the minus six. And then the minus six is exile the top seven cards of your library. You may put any number of creature and or land cards from among them onto the battlefield. Any number? Yeah. So if what if you had scrying ability <laughs> to make sure that they were all creatures? Well, you're gonna lands. scry. Well, you're not gonna be able to scry seven deep. Yeah. But... What if your deck was just creatures and lands? Yeah. What if you're just like a dominated deck? Yeah. Yeah. Oh wow! Would these two guys get along really yeah, well? Yeah, they might. I can't imagine that they, they might would do revel that. together. Wow. Well, how clever. Yeah. Maybe we'll Genesis wave them both into play. <laughs> I knew that would get a rise yeah, out of you. All right, so it. that's gold. Um, favorite gold cards. You like Xenagos? I like Xenagos. I like, like Underworld Cerberus. I like Timurit. I think that those cards are all going to see play. I would agree. Uh, I mean, Seamogger is the best card in my opinion. Yep, absolutely. We like Spellheart. Ch- I like it. Ch- it's Chimera. a good card. Um, like, one of the things I like about this is the gold cards here seem to play. They've done a really nice job of legacying the guilds from Ravnica block. Yeah. So there's stuff that you can do to, like, there's enough, like, blue-black cards that maybe you can play with some of the Demir cards. There's blue-green cards that you can do some Simic builds. So uh, I don't like Century of the Underworld. I Reaper the Wild. Remo- surprisingly not top, good. Surprisingly good. Probably not a top-five card, but, I mean, a really powerful build. I mean, can you imagine? Also, just, like, you're like, okay, you know, your opponent Wraths. You know, and like four creatures that you're like, oh, I scry, 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 scry. Like someone sweeps the board with this yeah. guy in play. Uh, I like Prophet, but mostly for my commander deck. Paul's Crusher's good. You went right by him. He's good. Yeah, actually. I think he's a good card. I just don't think he's a top five good. I agree with you. 
uh, Metamind the Angels is probably one of the most inspiring cards. It's really inspiring. That's the only word I can think of. It's not sweet, you know? It's just like, you think... You're like, I want to build around yeah, this. Yeah, it's... I want to build a deck with this. Um, Fleece Main Lion is it's actually, a top five. I think it's a top five. I think it's a top three card. Uh, it's just where do you rate Destructive Rivalry? It's so, so good. I mean, it's got Kev Walker art, so what do we know? It's an instant. Yeah. Um, yeah, certainly a top five card. In gold or in magic? <laughs> it's RG instant destroy target artifact or enchantment. Can you imagine? Deal two. Can you imagine when you're like, okay. Uh, whatever you're going to say, I can imagine it. Kill yes. your Oblivion Ring and deal two oh my to your Liliana. Oh my God. Or deal oh two, to your, God. two to your Elspeth. I'm not sure if I just had an orgasm, <laughs> lost control of my bowels. I'm not sure what happened. Oh, but my pants are a mess. <laughs> Battleized Hotplate, I really like. I think Ashiok's fantastic. Uh, out of I, sideboard. I like Ashen Rider a lot. I think it's pretty good. I, I, I mean, it's an 8. What do you expect out of an 8? Yeah. So, I mean, we've gone almost two hours now on uh, gold and blue. I hope you like this one. Yeah. Uh, this has been Brian David Marshall. And Michael J. Flores for Top 8 Magic. <laughs>